I am pleased to announce the Call in Sick to Work Tour starts October 10th in Edmonton, Canada, November 7th in West Palm, Florida, and November 14th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's where I go in, do radio, drink, go straight to the club at 11 a.m., you call in sick to work, and we party. Today's guest, one of my favorite human beings ever, and my wife's favorite comedian, Ian Bag. This is the podcast. This started. Ian Bag is pissing in my backyard. I'm going to allude to it, but I'm not going to say anything. Let's see. Headset's in. Is this recording? Hello? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think Ian's is too. We'll find out. This is a long piss. Here, see if that mic's working. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Here, shut that door. Shut, shut that door so it stays cool in here. I fucking got that AC. I love how Liam puts it to seventy-two. She didn't even come in this room, but she automatically goes seventy-two is the rational co- <laughs> Like I, I automatically would put it to like, like I love it when it's like sixty-eight. You can hold the mic if you want. If it's easier, I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna do both. <laughs> if you're gonna have air conditioning to ruin the environment, you got to really ruin the environment, not yeah. just kind of touch it. Exactly. Yeah. She puts it on 72. She goes, that's all you need. I love it. My wife does, tells me what I need as well. Yeah. Yeah. I told Leanne, I, in our bedroom, I, she had uh, like these little girl frilly vi- uh, curtains that were like, they were embroidered and they were thin and they were pretty right. and they let the sun in so it was light in the day. But I said, the reason you don't have curtains is not so that they accent the room. It's to keep the light out. Yeah. And so she got these, she's like, I'm not going to like them. They're like fucking burlap. I mean, these things, they turn it into a cave. Right. And it, I go in, you can take a nap in the middle of the day and not even know that it's daytime. We, we have those, but they haven't been put back up since our place has had some stuff done to it. And uh, yeah. it's a complete different feel. But I like the fact that girls decide that, that they just need to buy material like that doesn't really do anything but accent things. I'm like, really? <laughs> How many pillows do you guys have? Like, we have. I've got to dig to find my pillow. Like, because I have one pillow. Right. That I sleep with. Right. It's got drool on it. It's got <laughs> Rogaine stains all in it. It's disgusting. <laughs> i got to dig to find it because she's got, like, pillows that are all over the place that I'm allergic to. It's Hold on. You're on Rogaine? Yeah, I've been using Rogaine since I was 21. How does... Do you like it? Or, like, what, how bald is your dad? My dad's bald. My dad's bald. I haven't used anything. But I know you're, not, this, you're never going to lose your hair. I hope not. But there's this guy in. If you if you haven't lost it now, you're not going to start. But who knows? I, remember, you see Johnny Carson, then all of a sudden you see him at the end, and you're like, oh, I think it's stress. Is that what it is? I think it's like I know look, a guy. I know a guy in Texas that's the number one hair transplant guy in the world. So if you ever decide to go that way, let me know. I if here's the problem that would be pointless for me to do hair transplants because I'd tell everyone about it. Well, that's the fun part. The, but the fun. We, all the guys that have good hair transplants don't say a word. Yeah, they just wear hats for fucking, excuse me, a year. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Josh, what's, what's the, who's the guy that does the after thing parties on? He doesn't have hair transplants. He had hair transplants. You notice that he wore a hat for two years and then all of a sudden he stopped wearing a hat? Those are transplants. Shut up. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I call him on it. What's his name? Josh Wolf. If you yeah. didn't have hair transplants, fight back and say, yeah, you didn't have hair transplants. <laughs> I just love wearing hats. I fight back. 
fight back. back. Fight back. Come on, Shark Week. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Who else? Uh, who else? Who else can we call in? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know who else? Uh, 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 Pablo Francisco. No. Yes. That's impossible. Yes. That's impossible. Yes. yes. That's impossible. Here, here we go again. <laughs> so uh, anyone in who New York, in New York, Caparulo must have him because he wears no, hats he, all the he, time. He just doesn't have a forehead, so he has to wear. That. Um, <laughs> um, who else? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Tom Cotter. Tom Cotter. Tom Cotter had hairdress plates. Yeah. I don't remember him wearing hats though. Uh, he, he 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 didn't have, wear a hat, but he had the slicked hair for a long time. I'm trying to remember. Tom Cotter's married to um to a girl. To <laughs> didn't he married to, to a comedian? Yeah, Bernadette yeah. Pauly. No, um, another girl. Oh shit! I know you her know exactly. Too. I know her, and I feel bad. Because and you're not she's... seeing her face; you're seeing her butt. Remember, she had the best button. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still married to her, right? Probably. Yeah, they had like eight kids in a TV show on Wii or something, right? Oh, and, really? Yeah. God damn it! I haven't seen I haven't seen any of those. You started with those guys in New York, right? Uh, Tom, yeah, Tom Cotter a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who was? I hung out with Tom Papa, uh, Kyle Dunnigan. Kyle Dunnigan. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you feel bad for Kyle or I like Kyle? I like Kyle, but do you yeah. feel bad that he fell for Sarah Silverman? He's dating Sarah Silverman. He was, he was, and he isn't anymore. He didn't realize he was he was on that escalator that ends. Oh, shut the fuck up! I didn't know he started dating Sarah yeah. Silverman. Yeah, I think he really liked her. Oh my god, she yeah. would break my heart. Uh, she's she's a girl that you're not allowed to love. You're not you're allowed, allowed to. to. You're allowed to have fun with her, but you're not allowed to love her. You can't love her. No, because that's going to end. Yeah, and there. she's so funny right. and cool, yeah. that, and she likes to smoke weed, and she yeah. just loves loves to dick Video around. Games. You know how much fun she'd be to go to like the farmer's market with on a Sunday? She'd flick you in the nuts, that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. And she'd never be like, no, nah, let's not have a beer. Right. It's, it's early. It's early. Yeah, she'd say it's perfect time. Yeah. Oh, there is a there is a there is a wake of broken hearts behind her. There, I, there just, is just a lot of them. I listened to um, Alex Sulkin. She did it, Alex Sulkin, for a while. But I think they. I, I listened to him talk about it, and he's like, they broke up with each other. Uh-huh. But uh, but Alex Sulkin was the guy he wrote. He writes for Family Guy. He's okay, yeah, the yeah. Sulk on Twitter. Uh huh. Yeah, he was. He dated her for a while. There's some. There's some good names behind she, her wake, dude. Alex Sulkin's one of the funniest fucking guys. Yeah, literally one of the funniest guys. I'd ima- I can't imagine what it's being. Dave Attell, like. Gary Shandling. Yeah, Gary Shandling. <laughs> yeah, she did not date Gary yeah. Shandling. I swear to God, she Are dated. You I'm, me? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty positive she dated Gary Shandling. Shut yeah. up. I'm, I'm, I like, I, I, you know what's, what's great about Sarah Silverman? She's really funny. She's yeah. really cute and she's super smart and she's all those things. But then she has a sister that's exactly the same thing. Have you ever, do you know Laura? Yeah. No, I only know her from uh, that show she was on. Uh, Saving Silverman or Saving Sarah Silver Silverman. Oh, she was yeah, yeah. Silverman. Silver. She was in Silver Sarah Silverman's show, but she was also Laura and Doctor Katz. She was her. Yeah, yeah. Way before that's a yeah. fuck, that's fucking bizarre. Yeah. Was she doing stand up first? Um, no, she was. I think she was just acting. Yeah. God, Sarah's dated. Sarah's dated some of the most talented comics. Yeah. You. <laughs> You don't know if you're more jealous that you didn't date Sarah or that Sarah got to date those people. Yeah. I I would love to be able to pick up her phone and just call whoever she's dated just because those are... Holy shit. Jimmy Kimmel was the big one. 
Uh-oh, Gary Shandling's pretty big. Too. Yeah, but Kimmel and her were like, I thought they were going to get... I, th- I mean, I don't know either of them very well. I know Sarah kind of. Like, I know Sarah enough to say hi if I yeah. see her. And, but I, I talk to her a little bit. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I like Sarah a lot. I think she's great. I... I yeah it's it's like almost a, the second you date Sarah you become a good comic you become qu- quantified she's, she's got the touch she's got the touch you're like you're like shut up she was dating Jay Jay Medicine Hat like, <laughs> <laughs> he must be talented if you, <laughs> I can say that because he's dead but right? <laughs> he's not gonna fight back he's not gonna fight back <laughs> yeah like I bet there's some like mid level comics they're like man if I could just fuck Sarah Silverman uh, I guarantee you people would start I get spots at UCB if you're able to like. Write the beginning of a joke, but not be able to put a punchline to it. Yeah, you should just walk by Sarah it's, Silverman it's, and touch her. Okay, Sarah, and then um, there's a bunch of comic girls who date all comic dudes, and then there's Eliza but, Schlesinger but who doesn't date anybody. Eliza Schlesinger, yeah, she didn't date anybody. She, she dated what? She dated what? Brett Ernst. Ernst. Brett Ernst. Well, yeah, that's why you don't date anybody after him. Yeah, I'll she turned. He turns you off of men. <laughs> Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I got the funniest Brederant stories. I have the funniest Brederant stories. He's so he's so great. Tell yours cuz I my favorite part about Brett is that he just admits that he had a lot of concussions playing high, high school yeah. football. <laughs> and then he tells you the same story eight times. <laughs> he he I we did it. We did a reality show together. Which uh, one? It was called uh It was called F- Frat House, I think, where we went we put we, we put we put a Add out on uh, Craigslist, you know. Did this air or was it just a no? Just it got for TBS, I think. Uh-huh. And then they decided not to air it. It right. was so bad, really, it was so bad because we put an ad on Craigslist. Like, if you're having midlife crisis and you want to just drop everything and leave That's your family, great. Come, we'll buy. We got a house. We got a mansion up in the hills. We had a waterfall. I mean, this is the most beautiful house. <laughs> but we did not do any fucking. I mean, it was like it was so poorly planned. We got guys with real issues. Like they had real, they probably needed therapy. How did you not have Doctor Drew on and your buddies with him? No, no, it was me, Theo Vaughn, and Brett Ernst, and that was the so only host. Three guys that aren't going through midlife crisis with guys that are going through a midlife. crisis. Yeah, the guys that are dead definitely going through midlife crisis. One guy, and then so like we threw a party the first night, and and it's Brett, me, and Theo basically producing it because it they're filming all the production, right? And and Theo and Brett are like, let's get porn stars, and we're like, what? And they're like, how much do you, does it cost? Let's get whores. Let's get porn stars and whores. We'll get hookers and we'll get porn stars. We'll get porn stars to start the hookers. And then, and so we like, yeah. And like one dude, one dude was like, I think I cheated on my wife. <laughs> and you're like, no, you didn't. I'm not thinking you did. You did. And it was like, it's like the audio guy's like looking at us like he's got his headsets on and he's like, look at me. I'm like, what? And he goes, listen to this. And he gives me the mics and people are getting blowjobs in the bathroom. And he's like, it's a reality show. So they're taping all of it. And, and nobody knows that, like, they're, they don't, they're not cluing in at all. No, not at all. And so, like, I mean, even me, I got, like, I, we, there was this j- cliff jump into the pool by mm-hmm. the waterfall. So I jump into the pool, and, like, then two porn stars jump in the pool, and they're totally naked, and they're all over me. And I'm like, okay, this is close to cheating. Like, right. And then, like, the last day we played football with these powder puff girls <laughs> that wore pads, and Brett Ernst is like, I mean, this is so, he's like, these. 
these bitches think they can hang with us. Let's light these motherfuckers up. <laughs> That's the bread I know. So- there's just a li- there's a there's a, like a huge gap, and then there's a snap. Yeah. <laughs> you think I want to see these bitches on the ground? We're gonna fucking play college football. Yeah. They're not gonna win. And so we, I mean, it was violent. <laughs> these poor girls came out to do a reality show, and we have guys like clotheslining them. Gong. And they're just like. Argh! It was so. Brett made me laugh so hard. I get a kick out of that guy. He's so funny. He's so fucking funny. He, uh, oh God, I get a kick. You, you know, the greatest part about him is he can tell a story that has no funny until the end, and he can keep you entertained during the no funny part. I'm just like, you're a dick for having that talent. He, uh, we, we did a. So talented. We used to do a tour, the Young Comedian Comedy Tour or something. Uh-huh. My, it was Mike Young. Only reason I was on it is because, uh, because I was friends with Mike Young, and he won- he was willing to put it together. I didn't know Brett. I didn't know Sebastian. I I knew Steve from like New York. Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne was on yeah, that. Yeah, Steve Byrne and Butch Bradley. I didn't know any of them. I didn't know any of them. I just knew Mike. And Mike's like Bert's funny. So we go to do our first gig, and Brett like the first day we go we go to do it in uh in Atlantic City, and Brett's holding court on the fucking boardwalk in the afternoon, shirt off, just like one of the guys from Jersey Shore, just holding oh, court. Oh, he's better than the Jersey Shore. Oh, he's real. Those, he's those, so those. fucking real. I so love that real. guy. Wait, so... um, I like his stories about beating his stepfather up. <laughs> he, dude... I, I, haven't, I haven't had him on the podcast. I should probably get him on the podcast. You should definitely have him on the podcast. He's so fucking so funny. amazing. It was me, him, and Sebastian did a couple shows together. Are you serious? Yeah. How was that? It was I bet fun. those are fucking amazing shows. Yeah. That's three totally different styles of comedy. I'd host that that way. If my style fit into those guys because yeah. they tell stories, and if I host, it helps out. Like you yeah, know, yeah. So, god damn it! <sighs> All right, that was a good podcast. <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs> I get back in the car and drive another hour and twenty minutes. Where are you living now? Long Beach. Are you you're right by Screw, right? But no, I'm down further. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like I'm, I'm right beach? on the water. Yeah, so. you feel like it keeps you healthier. Yeah, it keeps me sane. Right now, not because they were dropped off a flyer last night saying there's a, a like some sort of tidal wave coming, so they're sandbagging everything. That's why I ha- had to leave late because I had to figure out what to do. Wait, 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 wait. There's really a tidal wave coming. Not a tidal wave, but like a 15 percent tidal surge. So they're expecting, and we live right on the water, so they they're like don't park your cars down here tonight leave Holy them someplace shit. else yeah how do i not know about that uh i don't looking around my 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 neighborhood i th- i think a lot of people don't know it really it didn't look like they were going to be prepared i can't wait until the 4 million dollar house floats away oh how great would that be if you just they just fucking ru- you and you could just get in on property i always wait for the next earthquake so i can get in on property yeah. earthquake Cheap. and a gang war all in the same day that's oh. when everything's going to drop we uh, we were you were you here for the last earthquake? I was not. Oh yeah, I was mad about Napa the other day though. I was like, why is so close yet so far? Yeah, get I would rid- love it. I would, this this house isn't going fucking anywhere. This house has been up for all, since like been the thirties. They've yeah, been through it all. So I'm waiting for a big earthquake so I can get. There's a house on the corner I got my eye on. <laughs> We'd be like, how's it? How's it? How did the earthquake stand up? Structurally sound. <laughs> the one on this corner, second the earthquake hit, they, they put it on the market. Really? Yeah. I think yeah. It, it, there's a lot of teardowns now after that last earthquake because it wasn't that bad, but it was like a six, I think. Right? What was that? This it was like two months ago, three months ago. Oh, I only remember it because I I ran in the girl's room naked right when it hit. Oh my god, Ian, Isla did this funniest fucking thing last night. I just tweeted it. She's in there brushing her teeth with Georgia, 
and I hear her sneeze, and then I see her, and she sneezes again, and I hear a thud, and I go, Isla, and Georgia starts laughing hysterically, and Isla comes out dizzy. I go, what happened? She goes, I sneezed into the sink. She sneezed her forehead into the sink. And I could not stop fucking laughing. You know, my, my my favorite part about your girls is there's two unsuspecting young boys walking around, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, and in about 10 years, their lives are going to hit it. Just like, can you imagine those girls? You'd say, you think Sarah Silverman's cool? Holy shit. Oh, your your girls are going to be chased by boys. Like. I wonder if Sarah Silverman ever thinks, like, maybe dating comics isn't the way. I mean, yeah, she's... I'm sure she changes up. She's dating the guy. Uh, my wife told me this like, when I was because I watched those awards last night. And by the way, are you allowed to give an award for an award show? That's this, someone got an award for an award yeah, show. Yeah, and that's the that's the stupidest thing I've ever like. I'm focused on getting an award for a hosted reality show. I want to win an Emmy. I've told my crew because we're. Do they shooting. have that award? Yeah. And you know, but they always give who, it to who Tom goes? Bergeron for Dancing of the Stars. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, I'm not shitting on Tom Bergeron, but it's like, have him do something. I, I'm hosting a show where I'm jumping out of planes and scuba yeah. diving and riding motorcycles. But then I realized I need to step up my hosting game. So I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to do one. going to dance. I'm going to do an Emmy episode <laughs> where, oh, <clears throat> where you just take people out well, I'm, I don't, that have you, won Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. Right? You got to get to know those people. Oh, I just take out the Emmy voters. Oh. I guess you got to get probably pretty how big many, ratings. How many Emmy voters are there? That's probably a ton. Yeah, you I mean, Bourdain was was nominated this year for a CNN show. I think that's what it is. I, it's, I don't recognize the name. What's it called? Last Taste? Last Bite? I don't know that one. I don't know. Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know why I'm telling you this. This is so uninteresting. Unsm- but you know, um, CNN, they hired Bourdain, and now they hired... Uh, Mike Rowe, the guy who did Dirty Jobs. Yeah, and you know what they're calling his name? His sh- new show, Dirty Jobs. Somebody's got to do it. Oh, so close. Right? As, yeah, as if it's it's a dirty job. Somebody's got to do it. CNN is so smart and so dumb. <laughs> they're, they're still in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. First of all, Christiana Amapour is hanging out at a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> she one day she's in Syria, one day she's in Atlanta. It makes yeah. no sense at all. You're just like, well, Delta's got a hub here. That's that's their that's their theory on it. I just I I can't handle them. They got to have more shows because they're searching for news at all times and just coming up with this lamest stuff ever. Yeah. So you should pitch a show to CNN called Dirty Jobs. How about, uh, what if you did a show to CNN called Good News versus Bad News? And so I deliver the news, and then the other guy looks at the upside of it, and then another guy li- delivers the bad side of it. So I was like, well, ISIS is rolling into Iraq, and one guy goes, good thing is, we're not over there. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then another guy goes, yeah, but they're going to take over Iraq, and we'll have to go over there soon. And go, Okay. That's <laughs> good news versus bad. I'm obsessed with names. How about shows. is it good? Is it good? It's a good news. Is it good? Is it How good about news? Good news? It... How about just good news? And good then news? it's just all good, all good news. It's nothing but cats. Yeah, you're like, uh, yeah. Well, you have you me? noticed that a lot of uh, news shows show clips from the internet now? Like they'll show a couple of clips of like a guy water skiing and then getting chased by a shark. You're just like, um, that was on my Facebook. I don't know if I need to get that from. I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with that. I learned that in Tampa is that I'd find stuff on Facebook. I'd find stuff on Facebook and then look on the news and it'd be up there two minutes later. And you're like, and you're like, that day's news was yesterday's Facebook. And you're How like, about that? 
yesterday's, yesterday's news. news. Ooh, I like that. Yesterday's news. And you just cover subjects that already happened, but you just give, but you've had a day to think today, about it. But you give today's version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how would that go? So, like, <laughs> so, so, so you pick something where they've already blamed somebody for something, and then today's version is actually they blame the wrong person. You know what I mean? So you like yesterday's news. So you deliver yesterday's news, but then with a spin is today. Yeah. So you like um, four hours later. You do the, like you cover the Ferguson thing. Yeah. And you'd be like, based on these two <clears throat> uh, sources say, based on these two eyewitnesses reports that da 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 da. That source was Brian Williams from NBC. Right. Turns out Brian Williams was wrong. Right. Today's news says. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. you discount. How about, you call, how about you just call it called out and you call out news stories that have been reported wrong by I wanted news. to do a show called Hollaback where you just put a fucking video booth up on Venice Beach. Like just put a camera up uh-huh. and you're like, hey, who do you want to call out? And they're like, fuck Madonna. <laughs> just, just people do. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a great one. Hollaback. You'd have to do that on HBO though because it would just be bleeping the whole time on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I That and I want to do a show. I've, I, I've wanted to do a show. I talked about it with Miss Pat. Um, have you met Miss Pat? No. <sighs> You'd love her. Who, who's Miss Pat? She's a African American woman from Indianapolis who oh. has had an extremely like uh, uh, rough and tumble life. Uh-huh. She got pregnant when she was fourteen. Had her nipple shot off at fifteen. She's been to, had her I mean, nipple shot off at fifteen. Yeah, she's fucking fascinating. And she uh, and I told her I wanted to do a show called Watch a Movie with Black People. And it's just, you just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with Roy Woods and Donnell Rollins in the man cave. And we're just going to podcast it. And I'll put up a, a movie. And then I'll go, all right, guys, play, watch along with us and start. I've got better black people for you. Who? You got to get, <laughs> you've got to get Daryl Wright. Oh, Daryl Wright's funny as fuck. Daryl Wright, <laughs> Daryl Wright is, uh, I'm pretty sure he shot off what's her face's nipple, right? He's, 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 he's got shot, an interesting life. Shot, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I did a bit with him on when I did uh, my, I did pr- videos to promote my hour special, mm-hmm. and I did, um, I did a thing where this guy passes out on the couch, and we all get sharpies and go to write on his face, and then it closes in and it pulls out, and it's Daryl Wright, <laughs> so we just colored him black. It was my, it was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever done, and then, and then I think someone copied it or stole it. More than likely. More than likely. More than likely, it's been stolen. Um. But yeah, Daryl Wright's funny. Daryl Wright would be but, good. He'd be, yeah, and then I'm trying to think also who else is just completely hardcore. Don, Donnell is really good because Donnell's he's really funny. But he, I mean, like straight from I told you, I told you what he was doing when we had him. I had him on uh, we we did Reality Bites back on Comedy Central a long time ago. Uh-huh. And Kyle Cease walked up, and Kyle Cease had made a hat for every day that he was going to be on the show uh-huh. for every week. So the first one said week one. And then the next one said week two. But he walks up to Donnell, and Donnell sees the hat, and it's so not Donnell's style of comedy. And he just starts rolling his eyes. And Kyle's like, what? And he's like, that's right. You are the week one. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle's like, I think it's spelled different. He goes, nah, not my neighborhood. That has to just say week, son. <laughs> and he just destroyed Kyle. He just, Donnell destroyed Kyle and Mo Mandel. Mo Mandel and Donnell Rollins got into the most fucking aggressive argument in a van one night we're driving back from something and mo's mo's very young at the time mm-hmm. and i think and i'm I'll, mo would never say this is true but i will tell you my opinion it's like i've been probably doing it probably 
ten, 10 years right. at the time. Amy Schumer was still very young, but she, like, Theo was very young, Mo was very young, but then me, Donnell Red, like, there were a bunch of, Jeff Garcia, like, there were a bunch of older guys, and every time Mo would try to throw in, like, an actual joke, he'd try, try to throw material in to us hanging out sometimes, not all the times, but this one time in particular, we're in the van, and Donnell's just like, I think he's smoking a cigarette in the fucking by the window he just turns around and he goes Mo has, has anyone ever told you you're funny and, and Mo says to perfect silence my mom like being totally honest and Donnell lost his shit he goes your mom can't tell you you should be a comedian it needs to be other people has anyone other than your mom said you're funny and Mo's like well like give me an example he's like no way and he's like and Donnell goes Bert has anyone ever told you you're funny I go yeah my whole entire life and he's like who I go everyone I've ever met Donnell and he goes does your mom think you're funny I go no Donnell and Mo got so into it I could not I fucking That's could not. That's a great story. I feel like all we're doing is shitting on comics today. <laughs> I'm not By the way, I know we're not shitting on anybody. No, I we're love, just bringing I love, up stories. Yeah, I love, stories. I love Sarah Silverman. I hope that Sarah Everybody else that. is a dick, but Sarah Silverman. <laughs> I love Sarah Silverman. I kind of fell in love with her like when I first started coming. I'll tell you about a big crush on was Janine Groffalo. Yeah. I had a big crush. I remember the first time I met her. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Hi, how are you? I, I just like the way you hate everybody. I fucking... <laughs> I, and by the way, I think she's really hot now. And by the way, I haven't seen her in years. Sure. Oh, she looks good. She, could, she quit drinking like probably 10 years ago. Oh, and so she just looks like. So now you can't hook up with her. No, we'd have nothing to talk about. No, she no would not. She couldn't sit through my act for a second. It would drive her out of her mind. I don't know. I remember she told me it was, I was funny, and I was just like almost. Well, yeah, but came you are. Pants. Yeah, but you are, and you're on. You're you're in the moment. There's Mexicans in your yard. <laughs> His name's Gabriel. He, it, he turns out he only comes when I'm doing podcasts. I think he's a fan of the podcast, and he just likes to hear it. <laughs> or he's not, and that's why he's got that that weed eater going right now. <laughs> His son's a big fan of the fan of the podcast, and so every time he goes, that's that's me on the blower. <laughs> you hear that in the background? Mm-hmm. That's Wait, your papa ruining the environment. Who else? Who else do you think? Or who else? Are, was a comic that you'd hook up with? That I hook up with? A uh, Chelsea Handler. Modi. Modi. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Modi in the locker room. No way. In New York when I was first young, and he was like, <laughs> I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was gay. Didn't know he was gay. <laughs> I didn't know he was gay, and so I was like, walked up, and he's naked. Of course. And I, I'm, I think I'm probably naked, and I'm like, hey man, I know you. And he's like, like I mean, but it's just like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, Bert and he goes well hello Bert how are you doing and I was like good 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 I said I'm a comic and he, you could just see it in his eyes like, disappointment uh, never mind yeah. <laughs> pass <laughs> I need you to go behind that wall where the hole is so I don't know who you are <laughs> and then I saw him and I didn't know he was gay and then I saw his act I was like motherfucker do you know whose act I saw and I was like and I thought he had special needs was Mitch Fattel when I first <laughs> met him I'm pretty sure he does have special needs right <laughs> I, I saw his act and it was I walked up to him after the show and I, I was like you did very good <laughs> and he, he was like thanks and I was like oh yeah oh. but you can't you can't back like that on stage and not expect people to think you're retarded yeah. <laughs> you're saying special needs but yeah and I, I know I've known Mitch since then and I and but he's made me laugh really fucking hard we did a, we did a concert somewhere mm-hmm. in like the Meadowlands and it was out in the Meadowlands yeah like the football field huh. You did a concert in... Do you know who was there? Do you remember a comic named Josh? Uh, he was Jewish, and he had, like, he like kind of hip, really hip drug guy in New York. 
jaw. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and he was like, his one joke was like, uh, chicks are talking about getting a tongue ring that's better, better than a blowjob. If I wanted that, I'd just fuck my skateboard. That was one of his jokes. <clears throat> what was his name, Josh? I can't remember. He was funny. He was really nice to me. But he, I remember he'd be like, does he do stand-up still or no? Nah, he did then. He was at that show and he came up and he was like, Bert. I was like, holy shit. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm hosting this week. And I was like, shut the fuck up. At the Meadowlands. He was hosting the whole concert. In the stadium. Uh, it was outside the stadium. It was, there was, it was like side stages. Oh. I think there was, but Mitch did this joke uh, about a girl. He goes, uh, I was up. I'm gonna. I gotta do his voice because you right. got it. But I was uh, gonna have sex with a girl, <laughs> and she was like, "I don't know if I want to. I'm on my period." He was like, "I don't care." Then we started, and I thought, "I think I'm caring." <laughs> <laughs> Can we put a towel down? <laughs> <laughs> he is funny as shit. God damn it! Uh, there's a. If you he's could, a sprinter though. We, I, yeah. I can't handle I can't handle a retarded kid after twenty minutes <laughs> jokes. You're like, oh God. Really? Is he still is he still special? <laughs> I don't know if I could have ever dated a comic. I didn't ever know. Did you ever date a comic? No, I'm thinking. Thinking. I mean, I, I fucked Amy Schumer, but I don't think that counts. No, it doesn't count because it was for sketch. <laughs> I told Amy Schumer one night, I, I forget where we were, I was like, I was like, you know, uh, I think I could totally have sex with you. I was married at the time. I think I had two kids. <laughs> I was like, I, I feel like you're the kind of chick I could totally have sex with. Like, you're easy for me. She was like, excuse me? I go, I feel like you would totally have sex with me. Like, like you're in my, you're in the zone that I used to hit out of the park. And she was like, you're out of your fucking mind. And I was like, no. Oh. I think I was drunk. I was like, you're wrong. I just and walk just, up to yeah, her. Just <laughs> You know um, what? I could fuck you, but I'm not. <laughs> let's see. Who else? Right now, this is what I want. I want girls that are listening, that are comics, to all be listening to this going, are they going to bring up my name? I'm trying to think. They have to be good looking and funny. Yeah, they well. They can't be one or the other. Uh, yeah, I could, I, could, I could not lay in bed with a chick and then her say something not funny and me go, and she's like, I'm going to use that on stage. I don't know how I'd, what would I say to her? You're not going to do it that well. I fucking all right. Good that's looking, what, that's what you said. That stops it right there. You can say it on stage, but I just did it. The funniest is going to be. They will not accept that. Ohio? Oh fuck! You're getting a call from Ohio. You just got booked at the Cleveland Improv. I'm going to Ohio tomorrow or the day after tomorrow for uh, trip flip. We start trip flip. Oh, you just picking somebody there? No, where we start? We're taking a couple to Ohio. Taking a couple to Ohio, Wisconsin, then Fiji and New Zealand. They're taking him to Ohio. It was my call. <laughs> what are you going to do in Ohio? Uh, we're going to Butler to do the uh, Slide of Dreams. Uh-huh. It's a slide that you slide down and shoot you up 40 feet in the air and you land in a pool. So oh. it's like insane. <clears throat> we're going to Cedar Point. Uh-huh. We're going to... Um, we're taking... We're going out to uh, Put- Putin Island. If you ever do any in Iowa... Just yeah. adding, there's, I did this this weekend. I was in Des Moines, where they love you, by the way. I love um, Des Moines. It's so great. They have a chimpanzee there named Kenzie. Not at the club, but there's this almost, it looks like Jurassic Park. It's called The Animal. I can't remember what it's called, but you can look it up. This guy, this chimpanzee named Kenzie can talk to you via his uh, iPad. He's got all these sim- signals, and he can talk to you. 
Shut up. Yeah, so you got to go there. I, that would be it. Like, you can't touch him because he's too big and he'll kill you, but Dude. he can talk to you. What does I he want say? that dog. Does <laughs> he say a that? Dog there. Yeah, there's a dog, so he pushes the buttons. I want that dog. <laughs> yeah. Go get it. What, I brought him a banana as a gift, and he just kept hitting the thing. Banana. Banana. <laughs> banana. You're <laughs> just so excited. <laughs> 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 he just skyped with Betty White. I have no idea what he what skyped he, with Betty White. Yeah. Wait, can you chat with Facetime with him? Yeah. Oh my God, you got to do it. I fucking love to text back and forth. With him. That's why I'm like, I'm like, can we be buddies? And what's I his just, name? Is Kenzie? K a n z i e. Bert. It's Kenzie. Yeah, Bert. It's Kenzie. Banana. 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 <laughs> banana. <laughs> it's great though. You got to go meet him. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking love to Skype with him. I uh, I t- I said, does he like comedy? And they're like, well, and I, like, I said to the, the handler, I said, who do you like? She goes, I really like Gabriel Iglesias. So I put Gabriel on. They, they put him on the TV, and then they, all the chimps just sit around watching Gabriel. It was really funny. I have a Are picture of it. I'll show you. Serious? Yeah. Shut the fuck yeah. up. And then I sent the picture to Gabriel. And he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Where did you get this? Like, you just see it, send a guy a random picture of a chimpanzees watching him. Oh. He freaked out. I'm like, everybody's a fan. Congratulations on your movie. <laughs> <laughs> they put on the Gabriel Clay, the fluffy movie, yeah. and the chimpanzees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to think of who's the hottest girl in, show, in stand-up right now? I mean... From from my money, I, it's got it's got to be Eliza. That's what I was going to say, Eliza. Yeah, ginger. I mean, her name doesn't help it, but it does. I mean, I I I, I think I think it's got to be Eliza, right? Combination wise, yeah, yeah. Because she's really funny. I mean, have you listened to her podcast with Rogan? No, it's really good. It's I mean, she is. She I think she's smarter. Off stage and she is on stage, but I think she's young. I think, I think she's young. How old is she? Twenty-seven. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Eliza, in that fo- on that podcast, it's was her it podcast first? or she no, was no. on Joe's. She started a podcast and Rogan's her first guest. Mm-hmm. And, she, and it was within the first five, five minutes of the podcast she's got Joe Joe howling laughing and me I'm in her hotel room in Atlanta going god damn it this is a really good her insights are really I don't I haven't seen her on stage in a while but I mean but all I remember is from the last comic standing sets and I think I think most people when they're young are emulating who they like so of course yeah you're influenced yeah right? you're influenced and I think that she her voice back then wasn't super strong but it was fun, strong enough to win last comic standing right but um but I think now she's developing. Is that really? I mean, I'm not slamming her or anybody, but is okay. it really something to brag about if you win a contest? Uh, no not, matter. Well, what. not in my book only because I've never won one. Right. So I don't. I don't think so. But I, I, I just don't understand. Like, my buddy played in the NHL, and he told me. I he asked me if I was going to do that contest a long time ago, and I said no. He goes, never, never do anything that gives anybody else the power to decide your fate. Yeah, it was it was horrible. It's a contest. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Uh, I wasn't. I did last comic standing too. And uh, how far did you get on that? To the semifinals, to New York. 
Like, I just did the audition, got passed in the audition, went to the next round, then got kicked off. I but, just liked it when they were all... I was seeing the first one and everybody was living in the house. Yeah. That just was funny to me. Oh, they don't live anymore. in the house anymore? No, they think they just... They just, just oh, they live on a boat. No, they don't live anything. They just go. Really? They just go there and do the show, do a show, and they get voted on the show. Well, I think the thing. I think the thing that's if if I was going to do Last Comic Standing, what I would do is I would definitely not try to win, but try to be the guy on the show that makes other people laugh. And you go like Todd Glass right. was on the show. Yeah, yeah. Like Todd that's Glass. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and and he just did, he was like I, I would never want to take it seriously. Like when I pull out the towels and then have competition. Stand up isn't serious. Like I don't ever go on stage going, God, I hope I do go- good this time. Right, right. I go on stage like, I, like, fucking. Here lately. we go. <laughs> I, yeah, I literally. I feel like lately I've just been like, let's hope we can get through this. Right. <laughs> let's and, see who gets mad at me and throws something. Yeah, like, that's and then I, and then I like and lately I've, I'm in this big zone of going. I don't know why I've never been like this, but I'm challenging the audience in a very liberal way. Of like talking about homosexuality, but not caring that I'm losing people because that I that people clearly do not like gays, and I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that you know that not only do I not care about people being gay, but I kind of uh, I kind of prefer them that prefer way. them <laughs> I prefer them to the to the simple minded. Well, isn't that like uh, my favorite thing to say on stage lately? Is you should have checked the internet before you came here. Yeah. Like it's 2014. If you have a specific thing you want to see, and you go to something and it's not it, it's your fault, not ours. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go to something, you go, oh, my mind's open. I'm just going to go for a ride and see what happens. That's totally fine. But when you have a specific thing that you're going to see, I think you, uh, your Mexican, just got sucked up by the air conditioner. Is that what that? Ha- okay, it turned on. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that's what I feel like. I feel like. I feel like the internet's good and bad because I, I feel like they come to our shows sometimes and they've seen all our material. I try to control what goes on. I, they, I, I, this week, distinctly, I was like, there's this couple in the front row, guy's 51, uh, African-American, gold teeth. Uh, his awesome. chick is, uh, you know, tattoo on the, on the chest. And, but they're both dressed up. They look really nice. Like, they're, they're out for a night. Right. But in my head, I was like, they're out for a night and they got free tickets and... Where were you? Richmond. Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. So I get to the end of my show and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to have to tell the machine story because I'm having so much fun and this guy doesn't want to hear it and he's part of the show at this time and and there's a lot of black people in the show. And so I said, uh, I I kind of will throw it out gingerly like, is there anything anyone would really like to hear? And that guy in the front row goes, the fucking machine story. And I go, you've heard it? He goes, you kidding me? Of course I did. I went online. I found out who we're going to see. That's a fucking great. Tell the story. And I was like, okay. I was like, God damn it. I really can't judge a book by its cover. You can't. You cannot judge yeah. a book by its cover. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, yeah. And so that guy, and, but I think that that is the responsibility of the audience. But aren't you excited to see that kind of person at your show? Fuck yeah. I'm excited to see that person asking me to tell the machine story. Oh, it was, that, that was more of a mind blown. But the fact he, you see, he's at your show and you see him and go, oh, interesting. Um, and and then you go, oh, he enjoys me, oh. And then all of a sudden, he he likes other than see because I really feel that people hate me unless they see me on on for live. Like yeah. I don't feel like um, maybe my Showtime special. That's the only thing that really shows. God, that me. was so fucking good. That's, that's the only thing. I texted you the second the first time I saw that. It was one. Of, it was one of the few ones where I went. All right, pause. 
I'm gonna open a bottle of wine and watch this. That's I'm bottle of wine opening worthy. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm trying not to drink. I'm trying not to drink a lot lately. So I w- didn't drink last night. But I drank yesterday on the plane. But I didn't drink. <laughs> I won't my drink tonight. Text. Yeah. Sorry, I got drunk on the plane. <laughs> I Landed really, it in the wrong place. I got really drunk on the plane. I think I've I've broken my governor. Like I got. I didn't drink until the plane took off. Right. And I and but then. <clears throat> Uh, the flight attendant came back and was like, can I get you something before takeoff? You look nervous. I went, ooh, Heineken. And I killed it. And then she came back and goes, she, she was the greatest, her name was Debbie. She was the greatest flight attendant. She comes back and she goes, do you think you can finish another one quickly? I was like, <laughs> do a, I? does a frog bump its ass when he jumps? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and so I murdered it. And then and then I had two and I was sitting next to this old lady who was nervous and then and then I just drank like two more in the air, landed in Denver, in Dallas. Then I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting so buzzed before I on the plane. But the, by the time I got home, I was out of it. I literally passed out on the fucking car ride home, and then came home, slept, and then the girls woke me up. I was like, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna. Be Where responsible. am I? I'm. Gonna, hey, get out of here. <laughs> Occupied. Who, who are you? <laughs> no, Dad, no, thank us. you. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> so much you yelled that out when you just don't have the energy to put the sign up. Oh, I can't, you, do you have that on all the, the time? All the time when they when they just come in your room. Yeah, and you're just like, uh, no. I just let them come in and see me, and then walk away. Yeah. I slept. I was supposed to go for lunch with some guys the other day in <laughs> Iowa, and I slept through it. Yeah, and they thought I'd killed myself. <laughs> and I all I could think was, am I that much of a bummer to be around? <laughs> They're like, we didn't want to call. Yeah, no, how bad's my career? I like there were so many questions I had. Oh. When somebody thinks that you've killed yourself, you have to ask a lot of questions about what you're up to lately. Or when people don't think you have. Like I'm like I'm like, why not telling them I'm serious enough? <laughs> <laughs> my phone's been dead for a day. No one thinks I'm dead. <laughs> You can't kill yourself anymore. It's, it's already been done. It's, you're, steal, you're stealing bits. Yeah, you could, you'd be copying yep. Robin Williams. Yep. But have you? Yep. Ever, did you ever meet Robin Williams? Uh, a couple times. Really? Yeah. What was he like? He seemed I mean, really nice, really quiet, really just real, you know, just nice. Uh, I never met him. He hung with people that I didn't really care for. So, so who? I, I won't say. Just say it like this. Just say it like that. Yeah. But no. <laughs> I'll describe it. Russian woman does comedy high voice. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't believe he killed himself. It's crazy. I was talking to someone though. I was talking to the um, my feature act this week and or last they week in Atlanta. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. There's of, so many. Too bad those condo. Those condos are so hard to kill yourself in. <laughs> it's because they're so shitty. You can't. <laughs> all the shower curtains snap before you get, actually get your air out of you. I uh, my buddy killed himself like a month ago in a hotel room, and I my first thought was, "Hold on, was he just a uh, comic buddy no, or just, just a just a good a buddy. friend?" Yeah, like guy I grew up with, lived out in L.A., hung out with him all the time in L.A. Uh-huh. And I mean, I've known him since I've known him since he was probably ten, mm-hmm. uh, and I've known and and uh, and I know his, I've known his brother for uh, just as long, and uh, he killed himself in a hotel room in, and in uh, Orlando, and I was. All I could think was, my, I, mean, I was in a hotel room, I was leaving, I, mean, I came home to be with his family, and then I had to go on the road. My first night, it was like hard to be in a hotel room, because you're like, fuck, I never saw them as lonely as they are. Right. And just how non-inviting. But then I was like, I tried to find where I'd kill myself. 
Like, because I spent the whole night drunk looking for, like, how would I hang myself in a hotel room? So fucking hard. Would you hang yourself? You'd have to. I'd take pills and jump in a pool and just fall asleep. So other people find you? Yeah. So you ruin the pool forever. I would would be... I don't know. I don't know how I'd do it. I wouldn't take pills. I wouldn't take pills. I wouldn't jump off a building. Because apparently, once you start doing it, it's, uh, like, you regret it. Like they say, they, they ever seen that movie Jumper? Is it Jumper? No. The Bridge. Have you seen The Bridge? No. I th- I'm I'm sure I'm saying the wrong name to this movie. It's a it's a documentary about people that jumped off the Golden Gate Gate Bridge, and really? they show it. Oh, oh my God, it's fascinating. And they show they for a year they do, they said they were doing a documentary about the bridge, but they just did a documentary about people killing themselves. So they rolled tape fucking 24 hours a day and you see people going over and having second thoughts and then you see people jumping and trying every, to grab everyone that jumped and survived said that the the second they left the bridge they regretted it but wouldn't it be like that for anything though like doesn't matter whether it's jumping shooting yourself hanging hanging yourself hanging probably be the worst because what if you don't die right away i think i think hanging's pretty fucking cut and dry i think when you hang yourself did robert williams hang himself mm-hmm I think when you hang yourself, you're dead. You don't, you're not coming back from that. I'm trying to think. Somebody found somebody not too long ago, and I saved them. And I don't know. I can't remember. Like, somebody, yeah. And then they were, they were never quite the same. I had, I had three friends kill themselves in college. And then this guy was the last one. I think that's it. I'm trying to think who... Uh, kid I knew when I was really young, like I was twelve and he was ten. Yeah, shot himself. It was just bizarre. Like he was ten years old and he shot himself. Yeah, with a rifle. Like that's, yeah, it's yeah. He really wanted to do it. Um, Motherfucker. Yep. Uh, Clay. E- Clay. I forget his last name. Clay was in my fraternity. He drove out to the woods, shot himself with a rifle. Uh, dude named Justin. God damn it! I can't remember, believe I don't remember sure. their names. All in our fraternity, like by the third suicide, we're like, maybe we should stop hazing each other. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should quit calling each other losers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe we should be a little nicer to each other. We're losing each other, guys. And, and college is a big place to kill yourself, though, right? Like, I think. I, I mean, one guy. Don't deal, and, and one guy was drugs. He just kept. He just OD'd or what? No, no, no. He was just. He was really deep in drugs, and he. Uh, and he was in a lot of trouble with people, and I think he just thought the easiest way out was kill himself. Really? I don't know why. I, I don't know. I can't see it as an option at all. No. I mean, but at that age, you kind of think you, you still have a little bit of that, oh, I can click over and start again. Like, people don't realize it's... Yeah. It's, 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 the, end. it's the end. My buddy was very drunk, I'd imagine. I think, I think, he, I think if he had gotten through it he would really regret it i mean he was i think he'd like i mean it broke me it broke my heart like i i haven't really talked about it but uh when i found out i'm i was at the i was my dad told me it was like i said i said i said my dad sentence back to him like 10 times i was like wait hold on wait hold on and i just kept saying it i'm like no 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 oh yeah and i just kept saying it back like and my dad was like, uh, was just, he was like, I know, buddy, I know, I know. And I was like, no, 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 no. 
And then I think someone called my wife at that exact time and said, you need to go talk to Bert. I think Bert's going to have a hard time with this. And she came out. And I think I told her and I was fucking fell apart. I fell apart bad. I couldn't, I mean, I just couldn't write the boat right. of just sadness. Shock. Know, sh- complete shock. Complete shock. And then, uh, and then getting to like where you'd, where you'd forget about it for a little bit. And then you'd remember and you'd be like, motherfucker. That punch, that initial punch is crazy. When God. you find somebody else, you just like, that whole, almost like you took, I drank accidental medicine and you just feel like your insides are burning. That, oh. that initial, when you find something out like that, you're just like, oh, I don't know how I get myself up off the floor off of this. Oh, I was bad. I was really bad. And then I just start crying for no reason at all. Like I'd just be, I was had the girls with me because I flew the girls down to Tampa. <laughs> just be crying with them. George, yeah, George and I would be like, dad, <laughs> are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And they're like, <laughs> okay, mom. New contacts. Yeah. <laughs> New contacts, sunscreen in my eyes. <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, I just I that I was blown away when Robin Williams did it. But the, what I was going to say is, my feature act said that he thinks it was because Robin Williams had the earlier earlier stages of MS. Was it MS or Parkinson's? Parkinson's. Parkinson's. But I don't I don't know, man. That's that's kind of giving into something. Yeah, that, that's kind of I don't know. I obviously. You just don't think that's something you've thought about a long time, right? It had to have crossed your mind a couple times. Like it's not a couple just, times, it must have been really close to serious. When you're 63 and you kill yourself, that's you've been through life. Like you've <sighs> there's you know when people join cults and stuff like that and and weird religions at a certain age, it's because and after huge success, it's because they haven't. There's nothing. They're they're trying to fill something and they haven't been able to fill it. Yeah. Like they don't. They're they're at the end of the day they they have everything but they're still empty for some unknown reason. Right. I wonder, I wonder what Robin Williams' list in his head of what he hated about himself was. Let's try to figure it out. I, no, it must it's got to be. It's he, gotta he, be. He, he was married three times, so obviously he had a hard time being close to somebody. Right? Does that? Yeah. Being married three times says something, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely a flag that goes up if when you when you were married three times. I right. think. I wonder. You know, I mean, his body of work was pretty great. Body of work was insane. Like, I mean, his like. He, there's no way he can look at himself and go, like he could have take. I, I mean, he could have taken any meeting he wanted. He could do any project he wanted. He could make something. That's the thing that depresses me. As I go, he could make shit. Like, it's really hard to make things in this business. He could make anything. He could make anything. And he could go in and he could make people smile like crazy. Do you hear the story? I don't know where I heard it. I don't, I'm sure I heard it on a podcast that uh, he went and did. He was at some uh, some outdoor festival. Uh, they were there playing music. And I forget the band that was playing. But it started raining. And so the band couldn't play. So who Rob, told that? Somebody told that story. Yeah, who told that story? I don't know. It must was have been it, on a podcast I listened to yesterday. Was it Joe Bartnick told that story by chance? Yeah, Joe Bartnick. Yeah, it was Joe Bartnick. But wait, where did I hear it? Did Joe Bartnick told was the story. Was it Joe Bartnick or Jim Short? I don't know. One of those two guys. One, it's one of those two guys told it. But I heard. I think it was Joe Bartnick. But I heard it on someone's podcast said that Joe Bartnick told it. But he went up and he performed and did stand for like forty five minutes while everyone waited in the rain for the band. Then the sun came out and he was like, "All right," and then just went back in the audience and listened. That's fucking amazing. 
I've only crazy. I've only wanted that in my life. Right. That's all I want in my life. I want all I want out of my work or my body of work is to get to a place not famous. I don't want to be like I don't care to be famous, but I want to be famous so that like in that situation I can go do that. Right. And go guys, I can do this for free. I don't care. I got money. I don't need the money. I want everyone to stay. Like that's just that's but I don't understand what makes that guy then say because the highs are so high and the lows are so low, right? Do you think he was but he had to be bipolar? He had to be bipolar. There's no way there's no way and I think all comics are cuz we hit highs and we hit lows. Like anytime you do a movie, how 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 depressed are you in the next 2 weeks? Like, Dude, nobody cares where you are. Nobody sends you a timesheet. Yeah. Nobody wants to know your sizes. Nobody wants to know what you're wearing. It's it's incredible. I remember. I just remember the first time after doing like a long stint on a movie, just being just kind of standing there a week later and going, nobody cares. Yeah. And last week, everybody cared. So can you imagine? And I'm sure it's it's got to be like that for him, right? After doing it, even though some people care, but I don't know. Just. The lows have got to be so low, and the highs have got to be so high. Yeah, you can't control the roller coaster anymore. It's got to be it. I mean, I know that. I know for a fact. I've been in a deal at Travel Channel for all, for four. I've been I've been there for five years now, and I know that I know that I know that one day it's gonna. I, hopefully, it'll never end. Right. Hopefully, the network will keep me there for twenty five years or go broke. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I hope is that like is like. Uh, like I, I always, whenever they have any project they wanted me to do, I always say yes, hundred percent. I can't wait, right? Because I don't know what I don't know what's going to last and what's not going to last, right? Um, but I mean, Trip Flip looks like it's going. I told I told them I said I will be here as long as you want me. I will be at this network. I love working at it. But when we get like in between seasons, and I can't get anyone on the phone over at the over not at the network but at the production company, right? And I like and like everyone goes to a new project, and I'm sitting there by yeah. myself. I get depressed as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I got angry. Two of the people on our crew left early and went to a new project, and I got my feelings hurt. I was like, I was like, I was bitter. I was, I had my feelings hurt, and I had talked to the the only person that stayed on was the other executive producer, Paul. I talked to him. I talked his fucking ear off about the show and about people leaving and about and he and he was working on another project. He's like, yeah, no, I hear you, I hear you, but he's the only one that had to add it. But I got yeah, that's so funny. But then you get ready, like we're going into pre-production now, and you get excited. You're like, oh, this is, or we're going into production next in two days, and you get excited. You're like, oh, this is it. We're starting again. Everyone's going to be in vans. Everyone's having breakfast and dinner together. Right. But God, I guess I guess when you're Robin Williams, well, I had to. I did that. That pilot with A and E with my family, yeah, and it didn't get picked up, and it was, and it they they did, sent us through a long period of ups and downs, and I had to explain to my in laws. Oh shit! It was really tough. I felt really bad afterwards bringing them into that world with you know because they didn't understand, and the production company broke up in the middle of it, which was even worse. Ugh. They split, and then they fought over the show, and the one person that got it shelved it, and I. I didn't. I didn't really tell them, you know, that we, we got dicked over huge. Yeah. And they, they they don't understand, and all you know, they're like, "Well, what's going on?" I'm like, eh, it's "Dead." <laughs> now we just move on to the next thing. That's how we do it in this business, guys. We're going to Des Moines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to That's Des Moines. How you do it. We're gonna go see a chimpanzee. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always get bummed out, like uh, like in development, 
like when you develop a sitcom, oh. that that's my that's the heartbreak is when you're like when you know they've passed but no one said it out loud, and you're like, there's certain hints that I always take that I just ha- I just know, and I just go. We got to move on now. And if other people aren't following you, you go. Can you just take your head out of your ass? We got to move on now. Yeah, yeah. And it, I, I think I've kind of when when I have people that don't get it, I have to move on from working with them. You know. So yeah, I'm back in like pitching shows right now, and it's. What just, are you pitching? Scripted? Uh, n- uh, no, one scripted and one not. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to. I'll tell you what I want to do. I was, I, I was saying this to Leanne. I want to do. I want to direct. I want to show run. Uh, Why don't you get a deal at development uh, travel channel that you can create a show for somebody else? Uh, I Hello. could. I totally could. I totally could. I want to direct comedians in hosted reality. Well, you need that. Like I want because I, what I want to do is I want to. I want to. I want. I, and I'm working on it this season. With Trip Flip, I've, I'm being extremely aggressive in watching how we do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, like, like, I really—I'm not even joking. I really want a, an Emmy and hosted reality. So, you just want a trophy I, for this. I room. said to Paul, I want an Emmy here so bad. So, I said to Paul this morning, I go, "What? I've never done this. I've never done this." I go, but now that I'm the boss, I go, "What can I do better?" I've never done that. I've never said that to anybody. I'm like, got it. I got it. But now I'm like, what can I do better? Because now my name's actually on it hardcore. And I was like, and I was like, I'm, I'm like, I could better, I, like, I bet I could find a fun way to do what we're already doing and make it more interactive with the fa- with the viewer, right? And and make it. I said I want to do it. I said, tell me everything I need to do. And he was like, I think you're doing it. And I was like, I want to do more. He was like, uh, let me think about it. So like, um, but I want to direct comedians because I know the shorthand how to talk to a comic mm-hmm. to tell them what they what they're doing wrong right. and what they're not doing right. Like, it, there's so many fucking loopholes. Half of it is just not speaking, right? Like, if if a comic just doesn't speak, it's amazing how much funnier they are on hosted reality because the ones that aren't funny are the ones that are trying to drop jokes and writing one liners and plugging them in here and plugging them in there. The better is when you let. Like the other person speak, and you and you kind of respond like, to them. Yeah, like, um, but I was like, I'm trying to think of what I can do for Travel Channel. I wanted I wanted to do something green screeny with comics and comics talk. I wanted to, I was thinking make like, but travel's moving in so many different directions right now, and it's all real. You got to do a show about every on Travel Channel never does their hometown. A travel show where you never go anywhere. You, you just, just stay there. Do, you just show your hometown, and they come to you. And it's just, it's just. You can do it for LA, but I, you know, you could do it for. There's, there's guys that are, uh, you know, whatever that are just from Columbus, and people come there and they're funny, but they know Columbus, so they can take people to see things in Columbus and never like ever like a tour guide. Yeah, never have to. But it's you know, it's personal. I remember. My we used to take my dad used to take anybody that came to visit us to the dump to see bears, you know. And <laughs> it's just so much fun. That and would people, be cool. People would, loved you just it, do, would you just do a city or would you do the whole state? Because you, you did the whole state, you'd never run out. Never run out. Never. You go run Florida, out. and that's the name of the show. Yeah, the Florida tour guide, Bert Kreischer. Yeah, and I just take you. Bert Kreischer's Christ- Christ- Florida. Yeah, Burke Chrysler's Florida. Yeah. And then you could do a bunch of different series like that. You could do 50, 50 different ones. You could do you could do as many as you want. Yeah. Because there's so many comedians out there. It doesn't even it doesn't even have to be a comedian. Like 
Bill Burr's Boston. Bill Burr's Boston. Will uh, Will Anderson. uh, Will Anderson's Australia. Yeah. You know, know, uh, just just different different places. Find a comedian. It's like Drew Carey's Ohio. Yeah. I would love to watch that. Right of course, now. yeah. Well, we'll get, I'll post this today, and we'll find out from Anna what she thinks. Okay. <laughs> Anna, this is our copyright, okay? This is copyright Ian, us. Wait, what's the name of your town you're from? Uh, Terrace. Ian Baggs Terrace. Ian Baggs Terrace. And you're like, you're going to Terrace. Yeah. And your tour guide is Ian Bag. And the first thing you do, you pick him up from the airport, your dad's driving, he goes, looks like we're going to go see the Bears. You guys want to see the Bears? <laughs> you know what's great about my hometown is... You come from the airport, and as you drive across the first bridge to get into the town, there's just nothing but guys fishing on the riverbanks there. Yeah. Yeah, so you're instantly in the woods as you come to the woods. It's pretty great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's fun. Fun, fun. You can get someone... Do you want to go? Do you want to go next year to my town? Fuck yeah. Here's what I'm doing. Here's how you can help me out. Okay. So this year I had to do two fundraisers for two different girls i grew up with uh one died of brain cancer and one is living with brain cancer but they it came out of nowhere yeah don't know if i can talk about this <laughs> keep going yeah, it just so so i raised money for the family i went in yeah. and did they, they said can you do it and i i did we did probably about 30 to fifty thousand dollars each night and it was two different times but i can't keep going up and doing stand-up for the same people so i need to take people with me there's no money. It's just for the family. Yeah. It's, it's just we have this we have this great gift where we can put people into a situation and make money for people. But if you want to go, I, I'll take you. I'd, this year. I'd do it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? I'd go? do it. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad idea. Just doing fundraisers for people that have died, and then you just set up your fundraiser, and you go, "All right, I'm going to bring in comics." Yeah. Why not? Like I, I I've kind of pictured it as a show. I think it'd be interesting to do five comics, and. You take five comics to five different towns and you do a show and for these people and all the money goes to these wh- whatever fundraiser you're making, right? Yeah. And then me, you, and whoever, we go see their town. And then you come to my town and I take you to show my town. But we film me showing you that town. and we yeah. just Because there's nothing better than going someplace with somebody that grew up there because they take you to see stuff that you would never see. God, I could really show the fuck out of Tampa to people. Right. And how huge would it be if you brought in five... It was like, let's be honest, you probably... Who, who would you bring? Like, Just name five comics that you bring. Oh, I don't know. I mean, like uh, Friends? Yeah. I would be like uh, you, Segura. Don't even mention me because I'm here. Okay. But it's just like... Segura, Ari, Joey. Like, uh, you'd, probably ta- you'd, probably ask, uh, you'd probably ask Joe? Probably... probably. Like, I, mean, I, I, I probably not because he's so busy. I wouldn't want to bother I, him. What, he's one of those guys that actually gives. He's a guy that gives, yeah. right? So, I rent. I'd get my beach house and I'd just get us all down there, right? And I'd have uh, one of my one of my. I'd, I'd get it all set up for a fun weekend, and mm-hmm. we'd get there Thursday, do a Saturday night show, mm-hmm. l- fly home Sunday morning or Sunday people, afternoon, and then and people will just have a good time. You could yeah. film it. You could film like I would. I, I would if I took a bunch of guys. I would go go to my hometown. We'd go just because sh- go into the boonies and shoot things. I'd take everybody to play hockey. Oh, go. We'd go curling. Uh, you know, uh, I would you know a little bit of fishing just and uh, to a house party that's in the middle of a you know nowhere with the people that I grew up with. That's a good show on Comedy Central. I know they're trying to do stuff like that. They they had is it Adam- a show or is it a special? 
I would like to see I would like to see our an hour series and it's all and like this is the this is the pitch. Comedy Central matches whatever you raise at the venue. And so and so you go in and like and it's like people from towns. You couldn't right. do Boston because they already have comics come home, but it's like comics come home. But it's but it's not. It's like uh, you're bringing people to your house. So right. So you could and you could have guys go. So I mean, you could really turn it into a. I tried to I tried to pitch to. I've tried to do a cruise. I've wanted to do a cruise um, with like a bunch of comics. Mm-hmm. There's another guy who already does one that uh, someone just told me about. Who's that? Jesse Tharp. Jesse Thorne. Jesse no. Thorne. Uh, really good podcaster, like really good podcaster, and a really good radio interviewer. I think he's a comic too. I'm not certain, but uh, I listen to some of his shit. I tried to get him on my podcast. Three Eleven does a cruise, like the band. Yeah. Oh, I love Three Eleven. You should do they. They they have comics on it. Really? I think Benson does it. Yeah, I think Benson wants one. You should. I heard they were looking for somebody. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so but I tried to do a cruise, and then I was like, and then I I think I pitched it to Joe. I was like, we should do a retreat where you come, like, where. But the problem, with, the problem when you pitch it to someone like Joe is that he doesn't need anyone to come up with ideas for him, right? Like he, like when you go, we should do this. Go down to Hawaii. We'll do one show. Uh, that'll pay for everything. But then you realize, that, well, that's all his money. Like, right. yeah, of course it would. Like, if until the point where I get to the place where I can go into a thing. Like I remember tell, talking to Burr about Bill Burr about it, and he was like, "Oh, dude, you got to get a tour bus. It makes things so much easier." And I was like, "I was like, Bill." How far removed you from where I'm? How much money I'm making? <laughs> like, wait, what? And in my head, I'm like, how much money do you make? Like, there's <laughs> three, three different things. How much money do you make? Do my kids go to school if I get a yeah. if I get a tour bus? How much money do you think I make? <laughs> what? Who would I be delivering on this tour bus? He was like, he was like, oh, one gig covers a tour bus. You bring a couple of your friends. It makes it so much easier. But I think Bill's doing theaters now, so I don't think he's doing clubs at all. See, this is this is what I mean, like. There's a chance with what we do, we make stupid money. Yeah. So if we just, he says, one show, I get to pay for my bus. You know what? If you go back to your hometown, one show means something to a family. Yeah. Like covers medical expenses, gets, there's kids left behind, they can get some college funds, you know, stuff like that. We sh- we I need sh- a hurricane to hit Tampa. You need something. <laughs> you need, you need- just called for it. Yeah. There's a hurricane coming up. But there you right pick now. you pick whatever you whatever whatever you want to raise money for, and we go into that town and we raise money for it. I'd be great. I'd love to do it. I the problem is I'm just too busy to plan it. I need someone to plan it. I need someone to plan it. Here's what I want to do. You ready for this? All right. This is my pitch. You do a 5K and a comedy show that weekend. I love really 5Ks. Funny. I love 5Ks. That's really. You do a 5K at like 9 in the morning, Saturday morning. Right. And then everyone comes out and then and you get a whole group of a community that already does that shit for anyway. They already mm-hmm. do 5Ks. And then you do a comedy show that night. I mean, like Larry the Cable Guy, does, I think, does a golf tournament and then like a show. Uh-huh. Like, I would love to do something. I would love to do something like that. I just don't. I feel like, I feel like I'm... Like I did, a, I did a benefit for my this buddy guy that worked on Trip Flip. One of our executive producers died. Uh, one of our one of our uh, uh, producers. He was a producer. He died. Um, pneumonia. Got pneumonia, and uh, they gave him the medicine. His body didn't reply to it. Lung collapsed. No oxygen to the brain. Died. Fucking horrible. It was right after you did your benefit, 
I did one in Denver for his family. Uh-huh. We raised six grand. That was it. I mean, it's not you know, it's not a ton, but still, but one show means, in Denver on a Tuesday night—that means so much to people. Yeah, and so, but you go like, like I bet I bet in Tampa, especially if I brought other comics in, I bet I could do a big cowhead would you know? He, sorry, Mike would help. Michael, <laughs> Michael, Michael J. Cow. Um, I love the thing I love about cowhead is that like I, I get worried about my blood pressure, and cowhead's like, oh, call me when you're one ninety over one twenty. <laughs> 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 he, he, I get a he's kick out so of him. So funny. He's funnier. There's something about him because it's like, especially when he's not trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. That's when I think he's fucking funny as shit. When he's like looking at you and you just see him. I, I, I'm, I'm. I really regret that I don't go on that cruise that he does. I wish he'd invite me, dude. I'll just call him and say, "When is it this year?" I don't know. I, but it's so much fun because you get to hang out with him just unadulterated you know right. like it's just you being with them and i mean the the one i think i went two years i laughed so hard with him i couldn't stop laughing right because he just was making me giggle non-stop he's that show is really fun to be on dude i went in the last time i did it corielli was at side splitters mm-hmm. and i knew corielli what <laughs> he had scabies because he was at side splitters. I knew he had some epic fucking stories, oh. and I was like, and I and I loved it. I loved it more than anything because I was like, I was like, I know that if I and and I know Cowhead knows it, or and that's how he runs his show. But I knew there was a couple stories I wanted to hear Pete tell, so I didn't feel like I needed to talk. I feel like I just got to sit around and listen to these stories, right? And it was the best appearance I've ever had, and I didn't say a fucking thing. It's one of those things where you just kind of you're hanging you're just hanging and it just feels like you're hanging and it gets recorded it's yeah. just it's just great yeah and the people he has around him are really cool yeah dude i i, I mean i've known him since i've known him for before i had georgia i've known him for 12 years really yeah i, I he went to uh this back when i toured with jay moore but he went to go see the sunday show oh yeah he told and, me about this yeah and he was like and he enjoyed he was like, you more and he called me and he called me, he got he said on radio i don't know who this guy is but i want to meet him he's my favorite comic and my dad's old secretary from when i was a, like a baby like when i was a kid like uh-huh. first grade debbie called him and said i know who his dad is so they called my dad's office and then from my dad's office they got my number and they called me and i was like and i was like oh my god so i used to go and do his radio show when he was in like he would do it in one room it was just him and a computer uh-huh. And two mics, and and I've, I've been doing his show for. I've been friends with him. I don't do any other show when I go to Tampa. I don't think I'm there trying, are any I other think, shows. There kind of are. They send me to some morning shows there, but I, I spend two days at Cowhead, and that's what. Yeah. I, you know, even I, I understand why he's changed it, but you've kind of nicknamed him Cowhead. I can't. So. I can't stop calling him Cowhead. I, I'm. I just never called him Mike. My dad always called him Mike, and I felt like it just. Hey, Dad, back off a little. He's like Michael. <laughs> Michael, you gonna stay for dinner? <laughs> I was like, Dad, call him Cowhead. I can't call him Cowhead. I'm a grown man. <laughs> Your dad sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh. The thing I love about Cowhead is he doesn't mind fucking destroying it. He mm-hmm. loves... He's like you. You and him are very similar in that if something is is wrong or not right, you will be very honest about it and you will burn it to the ground. It's hard. It's. I wish I didn't have that. I really... I've really created... Some people that just hate me by being honest, and yeah. I don't understand 
why people I, I, I understand maybe I come across a little hard sometimes but when they push and push and push you and then you're honest to them and then they get mad at you I just don't I don't understand I'm like don't I, uh, why are you being a dick I'm like no I'm not being a dick I just don't want to be around you yeah. <laughs> like then they're like why don't you want to be around I just don't feel comfortable around you and then See, here's the what's thing. wrong with saying that here's the thing that you do that I don't do that I wish I did do so like this is a perfect example. I don't remember the guy's name I don't, I, at all. But we were in like Cleveland mm-hmm. or maybe Columbus. Not Columbus. Definitely not Columbus. We were like Cleveland or Cincinnati or Dayton. or some, We were in some club and he was a feature act and he sold five DVDs and three shirts. And he posted up right in front of me. like, And, and he posted up at the door as people walked out. Mm-hmm. And then I had like a round high top to sell my shit on. Right. And I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, it shouldn't look like this. It shouldn't be anywhere near that. And so, but I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything to him. He didn't ask if he could sell. He just started selling. Drives me insane. But then I talked shit behind his back for like fucking two months. Right. I talked shit behind his back every chance I got the opportunity to. And I was like, I'm a worse person. But here's the thing. He'd rather me talk shit behind his back than say to him in his face, you can't sell. Right. Like that's the weird thing. I just had a deal with a guy, and it worked out okay, but this this feature, I was in Tampa, this feature contacted me, hey, I heard you don't have features sell stuff, and I said, no, I don't. Uh, if it's a problem, it's no, we can just get you a different week, um, it's, I understand, but I just don't. And he contacted me a week before, hey, I really need the money, because they're not paying me enough, can I, and I, and he was coming in from somewhere in the midwest and i said this is really uncool that you're doing this you're putting the pressure on me yeah i said you can sell but don't be anywhere near me and don't tell anybody that i let you sell and i said you have less respect for yourself by saying you have to sell a t-shirt than asking the club for more money like if you can't afford to go there just don't go there stay in your neighborhood it, it and until you respect what you do enough they never respect what you do yeah. And, and the, reason, the reason they go, well, why can't I sell stuff? Because I'm the one that has to go do press. I'm the one that has to go upstairs and look at the numbers to see how much we sold. And if I didn't sell enough tickets, there's a little bit of question whether I'm coming back next year. None of that pressure is on your head. None of that pressure is on your head. So I have to shake the hands and press the flesh. If you think I want to be out there shaking everybody's hand afterwards and seeing some people that didn't enjoy me, but a lot of people that did, and having to sell these CDs that I fucking have, you're sadly mistaken. I want to disappear, go hang with the staff immediately and hide and just be around people that I know I'm doing it because it's a business you should be doing it as a business as well and just becoming so strong that I can't follow you then you're a headliner and then it's your show yeah that's 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 the way it works but the fact that some guy that has 20 minutes worth of material has five cds and t-shirts does not make sense and nothing drives me more insane when they go you went long and I go yeah, the guy did five-minute intro to sell it. Like, he did a five-minute bit on his CD to sell his T-shirt that's got what the joke that's in it. Yet I'm the dick for, you know, doing my jokes and having a good time with the crowd until it, it ends. Yeah. You know, so I just, I, I don't understand. And I've never, when I, was, when I was a feature, I was never disrespectful to the headliners. I didn't, I didn't sell anything. I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't shake hands. I kind of just, I, I was the one that was off in the background. I feel like, 
there's a pecking order. Like it doesn't make sense that these guys just thinks they did. They think they deserve things, and also. It's happened because anybody thinks that they can go on on the stage at at the improv. The, going on to the improv was was something that you earned. It wasn't a right, you know. Yeah. Like all these clubs that just have bringer shows now, you just they've ruined their, you know. I think, don't you? No, I, don't know. I, I just went I, on a tantrum. Never, no, no, I've never thought about it that way. I've never thought about it, and this is very valid. Is that I, I am the one that gets up for press. I am the one that flies in and leaves my family. Right. I am the one that has to hold the fucking bucket of water at the end of the week of how were the sales? Did we make enough money? Will you come back? Yeah. And I do I do not I do not personally enjoy uh sitting out and shaking everyone's hand only because there were there are people that did not like what you do. Right. They're just we're at that yeah. you know you're you're ahead of me more people show up to see you I do okay for people to come but we still have people that just come to comedy club yeah. in our careers. And it's like, and it's like, and and the the only caveat, the only bonus I get by waiting at the front door and saying goodbye to every single person that came is that maybe on the off chance that they really liked me, they'll buy a shirt. Right. And so, and and that is my bonus for getting out to staying out and shake hands. Like, by the way, I don't ever remember a comic when I started that I don't even remember anyone that sold anything. Right. Like, I like I don't remember that at all. Dudes that sold shit when I started were hacks. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel hacky when I pull out a shirt with my face on it. I'm like, oh my god! By the god. way, your t-shirts are great. Oh, thank you, thank you. I do, I do. I I, I sent you that message that one night. Uh, uh, Joseph Muldoon in in uh, Seattle was wearing your t-shirt. I'm like, whose t-shirt is that? He goes, that's Bert's. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Oh, it's a good. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but like, I don't remember. I remember comics getting off stage and then going to the green room and hanging out until the next show. Right. I worked with Kevin. Uh, I'll, I'll give you every name of guys that I worked with that never did it. Tosh never did it. Attell never did it. Louis CK. Attell would go out to the bar and just sit at the bar. Right. And he, but his back would be, and if someone wanted to say hi, he'd be accommodating. Right. But Attell wasn't by the door shaking everyone's hands. Right. Like that's what you have to do now. That is the They've, status quo. It's hit that point where that's where you have to do that. It now. is the status quo of going, hey, thank you, man. Tag me on Facebook and pictures are so much easier now with phones. I mean, right. back then they had to have a camera with them, right? And no one had cameras. So and if so, if you brought a camera and you wanted to get a picture, anyone would oblige. You'd be like, "Sure, you're going out of your way, right? Like you brought a camera to my show." But you, I, I don't think about that, I, and I, I don't mind. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind kids selling. I uh, but, but it is. I, I understand. I understand. I understand for the first time ever what you're saying. I'm, like, as as a young comic, you should. As a young comic, you should be sitting by the bar working on your next set. I think so. And and maybe not like, like trying to get in on every time I go to take a picture with someone. Do you want all of us in it? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. I and I don't know what that is. I, I don't. I. It's sure. this, it, these kids put these kids. By the way, understand that we're not talking about you. We're talking about the really bad examples, but because right, I'm sure someone's listening going, this is me they're talking about. But it's, these kids put fame in front of talent. A lot it's of like people do. But they, yeah. they, they have a bigger Instagram following, and it's all fucking selfies right. of them and like crazy evening, right. blowing it up. But it's like they don't care about the art form of comedy, which is all I really give a fuck about. Which is you should be in, using Instagram to make funny things. Yeah. Not just fucking... Just me on stage, yeah. killing it. Yeah, sold out show. Kill, kill it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's bizarre. I, I, 
But I, 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 but speaking of just a guy that, you know, standing, I don't, I don't know why, but I have a little uncomfortableness when they stand right next to you and want to sell their stuff. I just like, can I just have a little space? I just want, I just, I just, first of all, we just came off stage. Yeah. They've been off stage for an hour. Yeah. They're in a different mindset. You're like, you're, you're still reliving stuff, fucking boom, bang, bang. People are coming up and doing jokes to you, like right, right away. You're just like trying to, to reset and we're, we're having to do that as we're resetting yeah so i don't know i've worked with Fultron probably a, a probably more than anyone lately right he never that sells funny. he never sells so funny Fultron sits by the bar and is fucking working on his set i mean i, I think he maybe sold once but yeah. he was like i remember just that's still not him right you know that's like it's not i had it, an mc sell and i because i don't say anything in vegas they they i still am it's in my contract they don't sell but it's just a different vibe when you're in vegas so i just like i don't care but the cd the, the mc had a cd and i didn't i just like what on earth could you be selling yeah like is it I, intros <laughs> it's intros just a, put your hands together now, for dave Mattel. Yeah, put your hour. hands together for jim gaffigan <laughs> that would be a funny cd that is <laughs> Hey, everybody. We got a lot of drink specials, but right now your headline, <laughs> you may have seen on. By the way, if you're an intro and you do make that CD, I'll let you sell it at my shows. <laughs> if you're, if, if do you, you're, Are you at that point, though, you pick your, your uh, features not, a lot of time? Not or? really. I mean, I have, I, I, like, for the most part, Fultron will go with me when, when I go somewhere, only because um, I don't, but I haven't really, I don't know if I said anything to anyone, but, like, it just kind of worked out that way. And he's right. like, and Fultron's like, I'm on the road, and then I'll be like, oh, okay. So I'll make sure to let the levity know. Does, he, the, does he go with you because you don't do a couple days, and he can headline? Yeah, he'll, he'll headline Thursday and Sunday. and so Or Thursday, and I'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Fultron, um, I had this kid work with me. I, I don't know his name. Matt, Matthew. I wish what, I remember it. What? No. <laughs> Matthew. God damn it. What's his name? It's Matthew Bell. It's like a French name. He was really fucking funny. Right. I mean, like, I really should look the kid's name up. I'm going to say he's funny. Give him the credit. Right. Um, Let's see. It's got to be 404, right? Was it you that mentioned somebody not too long ago on a podcast and you said his name wrong and he was all mad about Yeah, I've done that a bunch. I shit on... I've done that. I've said the wrong name a lot. And then they're like, it wasn't me. And I was like, oh. But there's no, like, taking a pack starting out there. Um... God, ma. Hey, Macklemore. No, damn it! Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, he's really funny, guys. He's, he's really funny. Go him see him. Uh, his his uh, his Twitter handle is Punday Funday. Punday Punday Monday Punday. Monday Punday. Punday Monday. Monday Punday. Monday Punday. Sounds Indian. Is that? Oh, I can find him right now. Uh, let's see. Oh, I was listening to Wanda Sykes last night. Monday Punday. Monday Panday is a human being. But, uh... Oh, I wonder how many fucking Monday Pundays there are. MondayPunday.com. This has got to be him. Matthew Brossard. Brossard? No, I haven't Matthew Brossard. Um, he... He was really funny. And he was really smart. And, and, but he didn't sell anything. He was like, I, I, 
I want to say he just was like, hey, check out my Twitter. Really, really funny. But he was really, I mean, he was like really smart. And he, was, and he was watching my sets and he was coming up with notes. Like he was like, hey, man, uh, when you tell the joke about skydiving with Rachel Ray and the guy, like I had this part where the guy, the guy's sky tandem stuck behind me. He's like, what are you nervous about? I was like, I don't know that you'll get hard and we'll hit the ground and that's how two hikers will find us. You fucking me into the earth. <laughs> he was like, I think if you throw the word crater in there, I think like he fucked him into a crater, make it a bigger laugh. And I was like, thanks and i tried it out i was like it worked and so like uh but he would never write a joke about fucking someone into a crater so it was, there was never that's my biggest fear is that i'm gonna work with someone who's similar to me and want to copy off of me and then i will then have to be well, defending I've, told you, I've sent you i've sent you a couple messages <laughs> i forgot yeah but it's like that's my fear and so like when you work with someone that's totally different than you you then can enjoy their stuff and, and give them notes, and then they can enjoy your stuff and give you notes. I'm going through a phase right now where I've got a, a lot of openers that you had a couple years ago, if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. And it's been, I've been like, really? This is interesting. So, <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. I just don't care. You know, like, it affects me mentally, but on stage, I just don't. Yeah. You know, mentally before and afterwards. But one, I, I'm sure you're just like me. You kind of blank out when you go on stage, don't you? Yeah. You just kind of wake up afterwards. Yeah, I just go up and like I like to. I love. I love when, like I said, I did this this whole weekend. I kept saying to everyone, "I love this. I hope you enjoy this more than me writing jokes." Like me creating in right, the moment. Yeah. I hope because I was like when I was a kid. When I saw Dave Chappelle go up, I would never. And I'm not saying I'm Dave Chappelle, but when I was a kid, I'd watch him go up, and I'd be like, "This is what I love watching." It's happening get lost. right now. Yeah, yeah, and so. Like, I had one moment this weekend on stage that was, like, so real. And I was like, this is what it's about. Right. Like, but uh, sometimes... Which I, I think th- everybody's talking about how Dave got a standing ovation in, in Hartford last week. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he enjoyed when he was having the problems more. Yeah. Because he was just... He was... It was real. It was, in, it was real time for him. Oh, it's so much better. I like that so much better when you're, when you're in it or you mm-hmm. say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And then you got to get yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to work... Ah. Intelligently to fucking. I had a thing happen the other day where there's a girl wearing a sash at the front, and I love it when they wear a sash. It just, I asked her if she was second. She was red ribbon, so I asked her if she was second place, and I love that. I like saying, but it was her birthday. It was her 21st birthday. Yeah. And I just had this whole conversation with this whole conversation with her, and her family was there, and I was like, "You really need younger friends," because it was just her mom and her dad and her uncle, and and, oh. and I was trying to figure out. Whether the uncle was really an uncle or was just some older guy that was sleeping with this girl, you know, and so I figured it out. And then we'd had this whole thing, but for some unknown reason, I've been talking about death a lot on stage. Like, just I've gotten to that stage where suddenly death happens around me and I don't like it. And I'm trying to figure death out why it's suddenly coming at me hard. Yeah. And I've just been talking about it. But that night I didn't talk about it at all. When I got off stage, and I don't know why I didn't talk about it at all, she had a twin that died six months before. How crazy is that? That I somehow just knew not to talk about death. That's crazy. Like it was, it was fucking freaky. And she she came up to you and told you that they they told me afterwards that yeah, and I just like yeah, it was it was like cold chill kind of thing that I just didn't talk about it. Motherfucker. Yeah, I had I had someone come. uh, Someone came out. They were they were dying, and it was like they're dying wish was to see me do stand up it was in columbus That's and it was great. like a lot and they but they told me like stroop told me he's like i'm giving you a heads up this girl's like she's dying her wish is to come see you perform 
So we're going to take care of her. But I want to give you the heads up. I want to make sure that you know not to, you know, fuck around with anything. Or, or I'll say where she's. Yeah, anybody <laughs> dying in here? Man, I'm dying up here. Not like somebody. <laughs> so, uh, and so uh, I was fucking panicked. And I, and I, the only person I know that's had that experience is Dane. Uh-huh. So I called Dane. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And Dane's like, don't worry about it. Don't even acknowledge it. <laughs> because they don't want to be brought up on stage. Just do your set. And yeah. If they want to talk to you, they want to take pictures. Normal. He's like, I wouldn't charge them for a shirt personally. But, <laughs> but he goes, just hang out with them. And I was like, oh, thanks. He's like, yeah, call me and let me know how it goes. I was like, okay. I never called him. I was you just... should have called him back and said, completely wrong. <laughs> she, wanted, she wanted to do shots on stage. <laughs> yeah. I, I did, one time I was in Cincinnati and there, was a, there were these women all wearing the same shirt. So I thought it was a family reunion. And so I was in like, or of some sort. And I couldn't really make out the shirt, what it said, but it said something like written in, uh, in like airbrush. Uh-huh. And I'm the whole time, the whole show, I'm trying to read it. And then finally I read it and it says, I, it says breast cancer survivors. And I go, Oh wait, do you guys have breast cancer? And they're like, uh, yeah, they're in the front row. And I was like, Oh, Oh, yeah, I was trying to read your shirt. Now it's uncomfortable. And my brain's like, prank caller, prank caller, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And then I was like, but you guys all got through it. And they're like, well, kind of. And I was like, what do you mean? It was the biggest mistake I've ever fucking made in my life. But it it worked out totally fine. And then this is what I love about stand-up is that like I end up talking to the one girl. She goes, I'm I'm kind of in the thick of it right now. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, it's actually not going so well. I said, really? She goes, yeah. I said, well... I said, well, come on on stage. Let's talk about it. So I bring her on stage. I get us two shots of tequila. I was like, can you do a shot of tequila? She goes, I'm getting chemotherapy once a week. I think tequila is fine for me. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So we do a shot of tequila. And then at the end, I said, and then this is how I got. And I was, we had like a, I mean, I asked her questions. I, you, it, was, it, was, it was fascinating for an audience member. But for me, it was dangerous. because I was like, I don't know where any of this is going. But that's and then, great. And then at the end, I, I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. And I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my phone number. I go, anytime you're feeling down and depressed, you call me personally, and I will talk to you on the phone until you're laughing. I swear. She was like, really? I go, yeah. Gave her my phone number. She called one time. I was like, she was like, hey, is this burnt? I was like, yeah, who's this? Like, just being a dick. She's like, I'm the girl from the... I was like, oh, hey! And I just fucking rattled her ear off. I think she fell asleep on the phone. But uh, but yeah, I love those moments when you got to try to figure your way out of it. Yeah, it is good. It's fucking... It's crazy. I like the way you get in. Like you're, you're the only person I know that doesn't do contrived crowd work, though. It's, it's uh, I have answers sometimes, you know. Like, but it's I try to explain when somebody asks. It's like a footprint in the snow. There's the initial footprint, but when it comes out, it's bigger. So I have the initial footprint. I know there's going to be a footprint, but I don't know how big it's going to get. So what do you mean? Explain that better. Explain I love. By, and by the way, I love analogies for stand-up. Um, it means I have an answer. I have a joke. Like, I'll, I'll bring up a joke in a question, and then we go from there. Like, we know the initial foot, but we don't know how big this, the foot's going to end. I see what you're saying. So, yeah, it's like... Uh like there's combustible material around the joke. Yeah. You don't know how big it's going to get yeah. or where it's going to take yeah. you. But you know where That's you, way better, yeah. Yeah. That's you I don't, see what you're saying. You're starting a fire but you have no idea how much gas you put on it. Oh, I heard that uh 
I, I, Sam Tripoli said to me one time, he's like, following someone is like getting, he had to follow Rogan one night, and he goes, it was like getting dropped off in a forest fire. That's <laughs> he goes, fun. and I had to get my way out of it. <laughs> I, I uh, had a panic the other day. I, who did I? Uh, I was at the improv in Melrose. And it turned out fine, but it was uh, Rogan. Um, it was fucking, it was one of Jay, Jay um, you know, young, little Jay. Uh, uh, does all the shows around town Jay oh fuck okay, why am I blanking on his name but it was Rogan it was uh, it was it was uh, Alonzo Bowden it was uh, who else was it it was all these guys that are just like red hot on fire on TV right now and then yeah. me that nobody knows and I fucking closed it really and I was just like what the fuck is going why and it was fine I was like but I was like this is gonna be insane you need those moments in life though yeah because I because you get doing your own show so much like just on the road that you almost like expect to murder and then you go back and you're like I gotta follow who yeah you gotta yeah and you're like oh here we go I gotta follow people that are known yeah like there's nothing more like David Spade yeah have you, seen, have you seen David Spade and Nick Sports and have a show on Fox Sports about fantasy football with Jerry Ferrara? Have you seen it? No. It's so fucking good. Really? It is a show that is not being fucked with by any producer at That's all. That's what Fox Sports is at right now, right? Yeah. It's like... It is so good. It is all them. Brody Stevens is on it. And it's Bo- Brody's via satellite. And, they're, and it's like t- 11 people. They're all in a fan- fantasy football league. And they're all basically... Uh, they're all fucking uh, just kind of David Spade's r- kind of running it, but he's not. He's like definitely when he speaks, everyone falls apart laughing. He's the funniest person on that easily. That's um, great. But Swartzen was, I mean, Brody's hilarious. Brody's really And funny. everyone gets Brody. Jerry Ferrara, I think, is the one. I don't know him. Chuck Liddell. He's a turtle from Entourage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Liddell, uh, some, a lady from ESPN Sports or from Fox Sports, and then... Uh, Jay Glazer, I think, the mm-hmm. weightlifting coach. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and it's like an hour long, and there's no script. It's basically them all just fucking with each other. It's so good. That's great. But I don't know why I was saying that. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like when you follow, I've, I have just saying, just saying natural. That's what, that's what you're saying. Like natural yeah. funny compared to contrived funny is way better. I've never had to follow Rogan, thankfully. Like, uh, and I, I, I would venture to say he's kind of at the peak of his fucking game right now, writing wise. Like, he seems to be able to punch a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I had to follow Bill Burr, I think. No, no, no. I had to host. I had to host for go up first Bill Burr, Tom Segura, me, uh, Ian Edwards, and Rogan. Where and at? In Ice House. That's I went up first, and I was like, I was like, motherfucker, I have not, uh, I haven't gone up first in a while. What the hell first? This is bullshit. <laughs> and you like had to jumpstart everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you need to was. do that every once in a while to remember fucking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When things aren't warm, they're different, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I don't do. I haven't done sets in the city in so fucking long. They're fun to do. I'm only home for a day. It's like I feel gluttonous if I went out tonight to do a set. I, uh, I I'm going to do I'm hosting an award ceremony on Friday night at the Standard. The new filmmakers of Los Angeles. Really? It's doing, yeah. They have uh, five categories and uh, I think uh, I think 33 films total. And they, they, do, they, do, they do short films. And so I'm hosting it. So we'll see how. I, I, I figured, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll put on a suit and go, go host it. Oh, so that's going to be yeah. nice. 
And then I'm going to go do a set at the improv. And then tonight I'm at uh, Brea Improv. I do that every so often on a Tuesday. I'll just oh, go out there. I miss that. You got to do that. It's fun. I and then I do once a month at Hermosa Beach. I'll do a Tuesday. Who's, is Richard still running that? Mm-hmm. I should, I would, I, Why are you not? You should be doing a regular. Because, uh, well, number one, I don't drive. I don't, it's a little bit of a drive. And I, I remember telling Jay Leno, he was like, how come we don't do the comedy magic? And I said, oh, it's too far. And he's like, only a fucking comic would say it's too far. He goes, everyone else would be like, oh, yeah, of course, that's in my city. He was like, but you're like, oh, it's Tuesday night. I don't know. Maybe I'll go to the ha-ha. Yeah. I did. I'll t- I did. I did Richie. Hang on, it's Leanne. I want to make sure there's nothing wrong. Hello? He's still podcasting? Yeah. I was going to bring you guys some tacos. Yeah. What happened? Okay. I don't know. Awesome. Tacos. Tacos. Yeah, take a bunch. But remember, Ian and, I, Ian and I like to eat, and get some tongue tacos too. Really, Bert? Do you think I've been married to you for ten years and I don't know how many tacos to buy you? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. God, I fucking love that woman. She's the best. I can't believe she's the best. My second wife's never going to live up to her. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great is. Mormonism, fundamentalism with two, <laughs> with two wives. That's the best. <laughs> if I could have another wife, like a second wife, I would, this is what I'd do. I'd be like, Leanne, I will not let her speak in front of you. Ever. And like, funny. And you will be in charge of everything. She's just for touching. <laughs> I won't let her near the kids. If I could have a second wife, I'm pretty sure my wife would kick the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Your wife's from the South, right? She's from the South. I think that's the southern women. That's the southern women. They're all fired up. God. My buddy has a work wife. Do you know what that is? No, kind of what? Like a girl that he, it's his wife at work. I I don't know if they've ever done anything, but he always talks about his work wife. Uh, Leanne used to call uh, Stacy Blacker, who is the director of Trip Flip Season 1 and 2. She used to call her my work wife. Because Stacy would call me. And be like, all right, I need to talk. And then we'd, we'd have to talk about like work stuff. And then we talk about private stuff, too, because mm-hmm. we work together so much. And then she just started calling Leanne. And then they started like sister wiving it. And, and, but, uh, but yeah, and then the one before that was name was Lonnie. She was like my work wife because we were on the road for Birth of Concord for two years. And she did. I thought it was Lonnie Love. She did every. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> There we go. That's one of the girls I'd definitely fuck. You did Lonnie Love? Yeah. I'd take her down. <laughs> Sarah Silverman. Lonnie Loves. Uh, God, I'm so obsessed with women in, that are hot in stand-up. Who do, you think of the mo- who, who do you think the most desirable male stand-up is? The guys, the girls. It's different, are- though, right? Because for guys, girls like to see a guy that they don't think is hot and then walk on stage and control things. Yeah. The girls find that completely different. So you're saying it's Fitzsimmons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They like paste. <laughs> they like a pasty, pasty man. Have it's you ever silly. played hockey with him? Yeah, he's. I bet he's fucking a monster out there. He's. So, Are you serious? No, I mean, he's aggressive. Like he's, he's horrible. Oh, is he really? <laughs> His legs go all different directions. It's really funny to watch. How's Steve Burns? Is Steve Burns? Steve Burns really good. Yeah. How about Bill? Bill Burns is. He's getting better. <laughs> I like. I haven't played with those guys in a long time. I like to, They're really. You should come out sometime. I can't skate. I have. A, I have a show that I want to do. It's called the. Uh, 
It's, it's called the forty-year-old uh, goalie, where I Dude, have a midlife crisis and decide to become a goaltender. Why don't Why don't we do? A, why don't we pitch a show called Hockey League? Right, where we all start a team uh-huh. and we play, and you just like Hard Knocks, right. like on HBO, but you watch us comics, like we just join a league and we join a hockey league. Okay, let's do it. Hockey League, Fox and, Sports needs shows. Yeah, let's do a show called Hockey League where we all join a team. And, and but they do it just like Hard Knocks. That's and, really funny, and and it's just all his comics. So fucking funny. We'd get into so yeah, it would be great. It would be fucking great. That would be great. I mean, it, it may be better if you do softball because you can see our faces. No, we we all wear we all wear visors so you can see us. Yeah, but we're all mic'd up. Oh, the chirping that would be the chirping on the yeah. bench. And oh the, my god, do you realize how funny that would be? Okay, who's how many people are on a hockey team? Uh, we. We probably need 10, I'd have to 11, be goalie. 11. I'd have to be goalie. You have to be goalie? I, have I got goalie, goalie equipment. I, I just sold goalie, gave goalie equipment away to somebody. I, I have it. Okay, so 11 people? 11 people. Okay, me, you, Bill Burr, Ian, uh, uh, Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne. Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. Bartnick. Bartnick. Who's horrible. Okay. Um, who else is there? Um, there's, this, uh, uh, there's this kid from... Uh, from Wisconsin, that's really good, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, he's a comic. Burr knows him. Okay. Um, who else would be? Burr's got the list of guys that play hockey. We can, he can. Dude, we get all things comedy to do the pilot. I'm yeah. fucking texting Burr right now. All things comedy produces the pilot, right? I'm texting Burr right now. Hey, I have an idea for a show Ian Bag and I came up with. I'm going to call you later. For all things comedy to produce. Okay. Yeah, that's a Love great it. idea. And then and then we and you follow us just like Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. You're like at home, Bert deals with his kids. Everyone shut the fuck up. <laughs> I can't find my skates. They know where my skates are. <laughs> Just you drying your equipment. Yeah, it just, it just it, it would be such a great show. I'd love it. Uh, and you could do and you, every season. We'll just do a different sport. That's great. So we do hockey first, then we do softball, then we do softball, then we do ta- flag football, then we take up like a curling team a league. Yeah, because like, the guys like, want to start a curling team. You know yeah, that, right? No, so, yeah, Burr wanted to start a curling team, dude. I think that's so great, and it's and it's. And we, it's a deal with the network so we can make money to do it so we can take time off our schedule to make sure we can compete. Of course, yeah. That would be great, man. There's a water polo tournament in my neighborhood that's in the ocean. What? Yeah. Are you shitting me? Yeah, it was last weekend. That would be great. We could do that, too. God. How cool is that, though? It's in the ocean. It's like in a bay in the ocean, so... What do you call it? Well, we don't know. we'll figure that out later. I don't want to give you guys all the... Right now, someone's like... Somebody else is writing it down and getting That's it. That's the reason I just texted Bill, because when this airs, everyone's going to be like, Hi, I got that. We got that. We got you. We got you. We could, and then we could end it with doing an all-Valley karate tournament where we compete against each other. That'd be hilarious. You know who we could get into it? The guy from uh, Karate Kid. I know him. Who? The blonde kid. That... Johnny? Yeah. Sweep the leg, Johnny. God, that's a... Fuck. You know what's so funny? I was just, I was, I don't know, I'm sure someone has a bit about this. I'm certain of it. 
Um, but I'm obsessed right now with watching old shows, mm-hmm. old old TV shows with my girls, and seeing like outright homophobia, outright uh, <laughs> sexism. Like Porky's is all sexual assault. Yeah, it's just date. Ra- it's a date it's rape just, movie. It's a date rape movie, and yeah. and you watch and you watch uh, you watch um, Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. It's date rape. Date my girlfriend rape. got too drunk. You take her for the night. Gave his girlfriend to a nerd. And gave the dad gave the dad's car. There's drinking and driving. There's, uh, I mean, it's like it's all illegal as shit. How about Ray Donovan? That guy never stops drinking. Have you seen that? Show? No, Ray Donovan. He just drinks and drives all the time. I'm like, this. Are you on blood pressure medicine? I am not. No, I'm gonna go find out today if I need it. Is I that what I you're need. doing? I think so. I'm doing a stress test, but I'm so fucking stressed about well, it. What, what, what's your blood pressure? Kind of high, like 140 over 90. That's not bad. I think so. You think it's bad? I think so. I think I need a little medication. 90, to bring it. Nine, the 90 part is what you worry about more than the 140 part. Really? Yeah. Really? Because you're supposed to... It's 120 plus your age, isn't it? No, 100 plus your age is the top part. Really? Yeah. And then what's the other one? And the other one's usually around 80, seven, between 70 and 90, I think. Yeah, mine's, mine's nine, like 90. It was 90. I, I, I think I need a little medication just to bring it down a tad bit. Has just, somebody told you that? or No, I'm going to find out at the doctor today. I'm sure they're going to give me cholesterol medicine and fucking... Was your cholesterol bad? 220. Yeah, that's a little high, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's borderline. It's just above borderline. So I, but I don't I, like I to play like, with borderline. They tell you to do things about borderline rather than... Have I ever told you about the time that I had my blood pressure taken while I was on cocaine? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? <laughs> it was 140. <laughs> it was oh, it was shit. it was my bottom number was like 120 and my uh, upper by was 180 or something. Really? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good at all. I was like having a panic attack and cocaine. I'm like, eh. and the guy's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, I got to get out of here." <laughs> Dude, I had a panic attack underwater the other day. Really? I was uh, I was scuba diving in Denver, uh-huh. and I was having a hard time getting oxygen to begin with because it's Denver, right? Let alone I'm underwater. And they started a class, like we had to do a class underwater. Uh-huh. So I just started panicking because I didn't want to be in class, and and it was taking forever. They were like, uh. Operation, num- all hand signals. Number three, take the mask off, clear it, put it on, fill it. Okay, did you see me do it? Did you see me do it? Now you. And it was like four of us. And I was losing my shit. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So I just swam to the top. And I was like, and she was like, came up. She's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I can't do that. I'm going to have to chill out for a little bit. She's like, are you okay? I go, I'm just freaking out, just freaking out a little bit. And I was like, it was because you had to be on your knees and you, you couldn't like, you couldn't keep yourself steady. I kept having to back up. Right. It was fucking making me goddamn crazy. And so... Uh, of all the things you do, you have, like that I gave you a panic? I still have panic. I still panic on all that. On all that stuff, you still panic? Yeah. I'll, be, I'll panic. I'll have, I'll, have, I'll have low level anxiety and I think it keeps me safe. I think that low level anxiety gets me a lot more aware of my surroundings so I'm a lot more tentative to detail. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't give a fuck, I'd be like, "Yeah, harness me in, I got it." But if, but I'm like, I'm always like on edge. Like when we're doing this slide in Butler, you it's aggressive. But I'm guarantee you that I'm going to work my way up to the top of it. I will do it so that like I will do it more. Like once I do it once, then I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna. The only time I've ever been hurt doing television is when I didn't give a fuck about something, and I was like, I'm not worried about this at all. Kids do this, and I kicked out both my hamstrings. Well, what was that doing? It was a blob. What's uh, you lay on a like a big? It's like a big air pillow, uh-huh, and, and then you, they jump. They, so the guy jumps on it, and it shoots you up. 
That was, and, that was what, your promo, wasn't it? For yeah. And I kicked out both my hamstrings and ruptured my eardrum. And I was like... Yeah, that, I, I've seen, that doesn't look fun at all, that whole... It's not that fun. But, being, but that's why you can do it with kids, because they're rubber balls. Yeah. And so, but and ever since then, I've always been real cautious when I do stuff, because I'm like, I, I'll do it the first time and make sure I'm comfortable, and then I'll take it up, step it up a level. And so by the last time I do it, that's the time that's probably the craziest, right. but that's the one they probably use first, like in the edit. But yeah, scuba diving. We're going scuba diving in Fiji, and I was, I'm just Where are you like, guys going in Fiji? Uh, to the Big Island. To the Big Island. And then we're going around, and then maybe up to Tavan, Tavan, Tuvan, Tuvanui, Tavanui. Mm-hmm. And then back we went down. last year. You did? What did you do? We just we went to. Uh, I'm trying to think. We were on the Big Island, and we went north, no south of there. Yeah, to for the. A while, but, but we only had four days, so we didn't have enough time to south to the southeast part. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Did you go into any rainforest stuff or like uh, uh, waterfalls? We did not do that. We just went in the. We just went to the beach and hung. Went swimming every day and like just. Oh. I went with my wife. We just went and hung. So. Yeah, we're going for five days, six days. I what think. are you guys doing in New Zealand? Uh, I don't know. I can't say because the people may listen to it. This. What are the dates you're going to be there? Um, s- last week of September, first week of October. So I'm going to try to book it over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Here, let me tell you. I'll tell you exactly. We are there September 21st until... The 29th. Okay, cool. When are you going to be there? I'm going to be there from the 12th until the 28th. So, Okay. So I'll try to see if I can figure it out if I have a couple of days where I can yeah. meet up with you guys. Yeah. There's one thing we're doing that's so fucking badass. Really? <sighs> Dude, there's not, that's not one thing. There's, I'm supposed to be on a call today that I'm going to miss because I thought my stress test was at three, but it's at two. Uh-huh. But there's one thing we're doing that is going to be that I've seen online and it's that's not one thing everything we're doing is insane like there's so much shit we're doing that I'm like are you fucking kidding me right but uh but that's New Zealand I guess New Zealand is just like an adventurer's paradise yeah that's what they don't have much space so they do it all right oh but you gotta we gotta take flights because New Zealand's a lot bigger than I thought I thought you could drive it no a couple different islands right yeah yeah I didn't know that yeah <laughs> I'm not real good with research I have a big idea I put it on paper I'm like here we go <laughs> And no, nope. put it on paper, but I don't look at the paper. <laughs> so, what do you got to do the rest of the day? Uh, I'm gonna go see if my house is flooded. Oh shit! When does that happen? I was supposed to start at ten, so I was trying to prepare everything before I left. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's for the next four days. There's some sort of hurricane down near Mexico or something. Oh really? So we're getting all this water sent up to us via the ocean. So how come we don't ever get hurricanes up here? I don't know. They happen in Mexico, but then they just don't... I don't think they make it far enough up, right? Like, they just burn out. It's like... Oh, because it's warm water. Yeah. Yeah. It, I guess the warm water stops probably around the Sea of Cortez. Something like that. Yeah, right? Because that's why Florida gets so many, because then it just kind of dies out before... Have you ever been in a hurricane? Uh, no. But when I was in Omaha last time, uh, just before my show, the, uh, the uh, tornado warnings went off, and they put everybody in the basement. Are you serious? Yeah. It, like, the show's at 7, and at 6, they put everybody in the basement... And it went, it went right by, uh, like, I think that club's at 186, and I think it was at 190th. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> and then I love those people, because as soon as the tornado warning was off, everybody went upstairs, did the show. When I was in 
Omaha, no, Des Moines. Uh-huh. I was in Des Moines, not this last time, but the time before that, there was a really bad lightning storm. And I got panic attacks, and I was like, I wouldn't hold the microphone. So I was like, that's it's, funny. Because it's going to hit the, the building and then run into the microphone. And I'll be like, <laughs> oh my God, I had a dream last night that this guy was shocking people. Oh my God, I have fucking, I'm having very vivid, horrific dreams lately. What was he shocking people with? He was there was a there was a, a wire down from a from a telephone pole, uh-huh. and so, I, I forget who it was. Oh, actually, I don't forget who it was. I know exactly who it was. It's my buddy who had killed himself, and he was uh, in a puddle. And I kept saying, "You got to get out of the puddle. There, that that's going to get to you." And he goes, "Well, then help me out." And I was like, "I can't touch you because if it electrocutes you, it's going to electrocute me." He goes, "Just grab my hand." Second, I grabbed his hand. There was this guy that was a part of the wire, kind of like a Jamie Foxx character in, in Spider-Man, uh-huh. that was just shocking both of us. And I was pulling my friend, trying to get him out of the electricity, and I was getting shocked, and I, was, and I kept yelling at the guy, you're not fucking hurting me, you're not hurting me. And then I woke up like, oh my God! I had another dream that this... Uh, so you're trying to help your friend, but you can't help your friend. Yeah. Basically what you're saying. Basically. I had a lot of really fucked up dreams last night. I had a dream that, uh, that I was... Uh, I was on a paddleboard with another guy, and I was well, trying to. That's fucked up, right there. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. And this guy, this guy yells at us like, "Get out of here, you gays!" <laughs> and and I was like, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's disgusting. There's children around here." And I go, and the guy I'm with happened to be gay, and I I go, I go, "Don't worry, I'll stand up for you." I go, "You know what? Get on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side of history." You're you're fighting progress. I was like, this is. Do these keys look familiar? My mom, um, and I'm like, and he, she's like, I was like, you're fighting progress. This is the future. That kind of karma, your son's gonna be gay. And the guy got really pissed off. And the gay guy that I was with was like, dude, I think you got him with that last one. And I go, well, let's stand up and paddle away because he's going to throw shit at us. So I stood up on the paddle board and I start to paddle. But the gay guy then started like, yeah, we're in love. And he was like rubbing me. I was like, hey, man, don't, don't touch me. And, and he was like, he was like we're, we're in love and you can't stop this love. And I was like, and he was like ca- caressing me. I go, hey, man, I'm all for this, but you cannot touch me. It makes me uncomfortable. And he's like, no, no, I'm trying to sell it. I go, no, no, I think we sold it. It's fine. <laughs> We can be just a gay couple who doesn't touch each other. <laughs> and then I woke up. You know what that is? No. <laughs> you're trying to be right, but you're homophobic. <laughs> I guess ultimately I should have just been like... And then it turned out I was the guy that was throwing yeah. stuff at us. <laughs> and the guy was like, get out of here, you gays, or you queer, like whatever he's yelling at us. And I was trying to paddleboard, and we're in Speedos, and the guy just kept going, ignore him, man. And he's rubbing my back. I go, stop it. Like... And I, I thought to, I said it to Leanne. I said, you know, what's so interesting is like the most progressive guy in the world is totally cool with everything. But the second that you like, like if you put your hand on my leg and you're like, you look really good today, I'd be like, dude, don't do that. But I still, I don't have hate in my heart, but I, de- I, I make a joke about it. I think I'm a homochondriac where I'm comfortable with you being gay. I'm just afraid one night they'll get me drunk and trick me into it. Right. And I'll like it. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> your, your problem with, with gays is that you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem. And then I had another, I had another dream where, um, where there was we lived in an ownerless society, so you couldn't have ownership over anything. Your house had to be given to you. What was in your house was gifted to you by the state, and if the state wanted to take it back at any time, they could. And what they would do is they would give you a price offering of who wants that, 
because there was like this upper echelon of people and they could buy things that they were all watching you. They could watch you at all times. And if you looked like you were having too much fun with something, then these upper echelon people wanted it. So um, we're in the house and the, the lady comes up. She's got like uh, – she looks like one of the girls from uh, Peter Frampton's video. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, was it Peter Frampton? No, Peter. Uh, Peter. Like they're talking about lights are down. No, I'm not. That, that one. Yeah, but they play the guitar. Addicted to Love, right? Yeah, Addicted yeah, to Love. Yeah. Who's yeah. that? Steve, Peter Gabriel? No, it's... Stephen Frampton? Something. We all know who we're talking Peter about. Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Something. No, it's not Peter Gabriel. Anyway, she looked like that, but in like a, in like a black uh, in a black coat. Uh-huh. And um, she was like, um, hello, Kreischers. And I was like, hey. And she was like, today, two objects out of your house have been selected. And she was like, um, for $25,000, they'll give you the money of your stuff, but you can't say no. The only thing you can do is outbid them, and then you would then have to go into debt and pay off what it was. And the fir- they're like, the first object... Did you go to your accountant this week? What? No. Did you go to your accountant this week? No. These are, these are dreams that I have during tax season. Oh, she goes, the first object we will be taking is Mona, our dog. And Leanne melted down. She was like, no, 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 no. I go, hold on, calm down. I go, what's the price point? And she said, $25,000. I said, we'd like to offer $75,000 and keep Mona. She was like, fantastic. You can keep Mona. The second object from your household that we will be taking is Georgia. And I went, fuck, I should have let him take Mona. We're never going to be able to afford this. And I was like, and I, I started panicking. And Georgia's like, they can't take me, can they, daddy? And I was like, no. And then I was like, oh, my God, I've been having too much fun with you girls. Like, they've been watching us. And I was like, no, they can't take you. And I then... Uh, decided that I was going to go to the head of the state and kill the woman in charge of everything. And I was like, guys, I'm going to be right back. And so I went out. Guys, I'm going to be right back. I went out. I got, uh, I had a piece of lettuce that I would te- keep notes on. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, uh, and I was just keeping mental notes of how I needed to get there and I needed to kill someone. And I got down, I got like right around the corner by my old, my parents lived like by an orange grove. So it was an orange grove when I was a kid. Now it's like houses. Mm-hmm. But I went, I was down around the corner where the church is. It's really hard to explain, but it was where the church was and a guy in a white car pulled up. And I was like, how do you have a car? And he was like, I own it. I was like, how do you own a car? And he's like, I'm in the upper echelon. You're not? And I went, no, 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 no. I didn't think you were. And he was like, yeah, of course. Let me drive you back to our place. So I was going to the upper echelon's place with this guy in this car. It was like a Yugo, but it was like a pimped out Yugo. And we started driving and I was like, oh. And, and as we were driving, God, I love when a dream comes back to you. As we were driving, there were, um, uh, he started like burning the engine real hot and we were pouring bottled water into the engine, which is in the back of the car. And I was like, and he was like, so what are you going up there to do? And I was like, I'm going to kill the head. And he was like, what? I was like, and then I woke up. And I was like, but that, <laughs> Did you those... realize you just had a Tom Cruise movie for a dream? Yeah, probably. That's yeah. basically, that's, that's, a, that's one of the. I guarantee you I fucking got it from a Tom Cruise movie. I guarantee you somebody's heard this and is going to turn that into a movie. I one time told my dad, my dad and I were, uh, my dad was having a dinner with like some people that were buying his company. And they were like, uh, have you ever. Have you ever, you know what you guys need to do as a family is you need to go on airboats in the Everglades. And I was like, we've done that. And everyone in my family looked at me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, we totally did that. You guys don't remember that? And they're like, no. And I was like, remember we all had our own airboat. We were like chasing each other around. And we were like. <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana hillbillies. <laughs> and Annie, my sister, who smoked a ton of weed at the time, goes, I think you're thinking about Police Academy 3. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, you're right. I am. 
No way. And I was like, I had dreamt that, and I thought it was real, and then told people. My dad was like, I remember the guy that was with my dad that was wanted to buy the company was like, but your son just told me about a dream he had and thought that you guys really did it, and it was actually Police Academy <laughs> 3. And my dad's like, oh, he's a creative type. I uh, can't really help you. I love that your sister was watching Police Academy 3. That's oh, Police Academy 3. <laughs> Hey, did you stop doing your podcast? I did. Really? And I'll tell you why. Why? I just didn't feel like it was as good as anybody else's. Oh, mine isn't. Yours is fantastic. People, I, 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 I read about yours. Like, I love reading on Twitter the things that people say. Kyle Canadian said the funniest fucking thing the other day. What did he say? Uh, I was t- explaining to him totems. Like, uh, my totems, owls. Whenever I see owls, I see owls a lot. I see them all the time. Girl in the front row had a tattoo of an owl on her leg this week. And I and Leanne's like, well, that's your totem. And I said, really? She goes, yeah. Leanne's totem's hawks. She sees hawks everywhere. Like everywhere, she sees hawks. And the girls are obsessed with hawks. And Kyle Kinane real, real plainly goes, so when you see something a lot, that's your totem. And I go, yeah. And he goes, my totem must be hot dogs. <laughs> that, uh, funny. I could. I was like, top funniest thing I've fucking ever heard. He's really funny. He really is. He's really funny. He's really funny. And I, you know, it's so funny. His stage persona is so gruff that you forget he's a soft, sweet guy. Right. You think he's just this like guy in the corner smoking cigarettes. Well, I think all of our stage, the really good guys, their stage personas just basically concentrate us. Yeah. Right? The uber part of me. Yeah. That's what I wanted to name my first hour. That's funny. And Judy wouldn't let me. She was like, the uber part of you? And I was like, yeah, it's me with a smoking jacket holding on like to a pipe by a... By like a, a by like a fireplace That's with a bear skin really rug. funny. Although everybody would be just so confused. He's a yeah. driver? He's a driver. <laughs> what are you doing your next hour? Uh, hopefully soon. We've been talking about it. i just trying to figure out who's going to do it. I want to so. do a comedy special, like a, a CD. A CD? What do you mean? Why like I, want, I want to do like not a CD, but like a, like a CD. Like, why, why haven't you just... Why don't you, why don't you just put out an hour every so often... I, I I don't know if you're like me. Like, uh, there's somebody told me, why don't you just put out ten minutes on iTunes every couple months? Because I feel like I'm not. Like I feel like I'm. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I have to. My thing is location. Where's my next location going to be for your hour? Yeah. Why? Where would you want to do it? I think Chicago. Whoo. I'd love to do one in Chicago. Have you ever been to Up? Have you done Up Comedy no, Club? A, it's awesome. It's downtown. Like the 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 um, improv there is really good too. But Up is downtown. That's the only difference. Okay. And it's it's like this huge. It's four hundred seats and it's got a big stage and stuff. Oh wow! And, but it's a tier seating, so it's really quite cool. I'm shocked no one's ever done an hour special at a college, like one of these college comic guys. Uh, yeah, that's actually. I think some. I don't know. Do you like doing colleges? No. Why not? Because uh, I have. I can't just say what I want to say. I got to. I got to. And you also them. need your people and have to to get sarcasm. You have to have a little bit of disappointment in your life. Yeah. And people in college don't really have that yet. They don't have any disappointment. Yeah. They have, I mean, I'm right now. There's someone going. Oh, my mom killed my dad. And you're like, oh, what did you? Okay. But you got into college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. Uh, yeah. I, I would love to do colleges where the, their rules were, there are no rules, and you can't get in trouble. 
But like, I feel like. Why do they want to hire you though? If they, how are they hiring you if they're not getting? They uh, honestly, they want me to tell the machine story. But the machine story is so crazy hardcore. The, the it's just kids that have heard the story and then they've got a college budget and they're like, we want to bring him here and have him tell the story here. And 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 honestly, and I know this is from my past experiences. And whoever hires me is basically bringing me in so that they can do a shot of vodka with me. And they'll be like, I got to do a shot with the machine. Like I, I did this college in Pittsburgh. It was so great. And I got there and I was like, so uh, I was like, any requirements? And they're like. Uh, not really. Just I mean, we really want to hear the machine story. Like that's kind of why we brought you. And I went okay. And the guy's like, and I don't know if you're cool with it, but we'd love to do a shot of tequila, a shot of vodka with you. And I was like, sure. He's like, great. We'll go get it. And he went and got it and brought it into the student union and like poured a little secret shot. And even their boss was there, the guy in charge of it. Uh-huh. And he was like, don't worry about it. Totally cool. I want one too. And so then they're like, it's like they're like this is really cool. We're doing a shot with the machine. So I did a shot. I got on stage and I just told stories the entire i told like and that's the when i do colleges i just tell like five stories and i'm done i go fighting a bear jumping out of a plane with rachel ray uh the machine story disneyland on acid um and like a like some swing story and that'll be like an hour that's cool i've just never gotten past the empty empty college so hey what's up girl you from around here hey what time is it Okay. Holy shit. I know. I gotta go. Where are you going? I gotta go. Oh. Duh. I should leave here. I should leave here. What time to get there? Four seven. So in like 15, 20, minutes. 30 minutes? Why? You gotta leave. So two? One thirty. Two, two. I leave at two. Okay. One thirty. Okay. One thirty. I'll leave at one thirty. Leanne just. Wait, where are the tacos from? Cactus. Leanne just brought us cactus tacos. Cactus really tacos. Good. Tacos so, from cactuses. We've come up with a lot of good TV shows during this podcast. We should do a show called what, Pitch. What would you? We just pitch shows. That's all. That's you know, it's so do. funny. One's beef, one's pork, one's tongue. One's beef, one's pork, one's tongue. Each one is the same flavor. Okay. One flavor beef, one flavor the Okay. Um, the. Uh, I can't. I have a very similar show that uh, the guys, two guys that are writing my show, my sitcom, came up with. Because I, have, I'll tell you after the thing. Okay, I'll tell you after the thing. All right, you want to eat tacos, and then we'll. Should we eat tacos on the podcast? I don't know. What's up to you? Yeah, let's eat tacos. Let's have tacos. Fucking, I love tacos. I've been obsessed with tacos lately. In New York, have you done? Have you? Do you do Gotham? I haven't done in a while. All right, let's see what cheese are. Problem with tacos. These are, I think these are tongue. The problem with tacos. I have to check my. I have to check my man. Do you have a live webcam a streaming live. from your house to I see wish. if it's underwater? That'd be awesome. I think these are tongue. Tongue tacos. I love tongue tacos. And if you're listening to this and you're like, "Ooh, tongue tacos." Like it I tastes am. like it tastes like um tastes like uh it tastes like 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 okay. uh beef. Which it with more like flavor. It tastes opinion. like beef with taste buds. Mm. Which ones are those? I think they're tongue. No, I think those are tongue. Those are tongue? I have no idea those are tongue. Yeah. 
No, those are tongue. <laughs> uh, those are tongue. No, those are tongue. These are beef. Those look like beef. These look like pork. Those are pork. I fucking love tacos. Mm. This might be tongue. Really? I'll tell you. My taco just licked me. No, this is not. This is tongue. You sure? Are you supposed to go to a stress test by eating tacos before? I was just thinking. I was thinking <laughs> myself. I'm like, are you gonna throw up on the machine? These ones are tongue. I had a, I knew a guy that had uh, yeah these are tongue these are tongue these are middle ones. I knew a guy that had his cholesterol taken, but he didn't know you weren't supposed to eat it a day before. Oh it. shit! So they can't take my cholesterol. Are they supposed to take your cholesterol? <laughs> I shouldn't be eating, should I? <laughs> they didn't tell you not to eat twenty four hours before. No. Yeah, you're not supposed to eat for twenty four hours. Motherfucker! It's a good thing I told this story because you would have fucking <laughs> dropped dead when you seen your cholesterol rating. Oh, my cholesterol's going to be through the roof. Yeah, yeah. I'm eating tongue tacos. Well, I knew a guy that didn't know it, and then he ate, he ate a pizza before I went in. <laughs> <laughs> he ate a pizza? <laughs> so his blood was basically cheese. <laughs> he ate a pizza? Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Where's napkins? Because I've gotten it all over the floor. Here. Sorry. That's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna send Priscilla in a second to eat them. How's uh, how's she doing? She's doing good. She's yeah. uh yeah. She's on the other side of it. So she's people people compare our uh, our uh, dog stories because I had to spend ten grand on mine. Oh, our price is astounding. What's yours at? Thirty-eight thousand. Are you serious? Yeah. You uh yeah you trump me a little. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. And by the way, everyone that's now fucking throwing up in their mouth on the fact that I'd spend that much for, on a dog, here's what happened. The first leg was like five grand. Uh-huh. And we were like, okay, well, that, of course, of course we're not going to put her down. It's a ridiculous amount of money to spend, but we're going to do it. So they did the first leg, and then it started healing, and the other leg went out. And that is, that is the point when the doctor asked if we wanted to put her down. He was like, the other leg went out. Now, normally, he's like, he's like, you know, I don't know if both can heal at the same time or what, but now's the time. And I just made the call. I was really upset about it. I made the call. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do both legs. It's ten grand. It's not a big deal. You know, it's gonna be. It's gonna hurt. We can't redo the kitchen. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, but. I go, we love this dog. It's a family dog. It's big. It's safe. The girls love it. It protects the house when I'm gone. It makes me feel good. So I go, all right, let's do the other leg. They do the other leg. And as the other leg's healing, the first leg goes out again. And then we go, wait. And he brings her in, and he goes, it's the kneecap. The kneecaps need replacements on both legs. And he's like, I, I won't know that until the other leg heals. But it's, he goes, this one's definitely the kneecap. So... What I say is we fix the kneecap, and I'll see if we can do the ACL. I'll see if the ACL's hurt, and, and we'll go from there. So he goes in, he fixes that kneecap. He does another ACL replacement sur- surgery. So now we've got another five grand with another four grand for a knee, and he says we want to keep her in the – and by the way, these are rough prices. I don't really know the exact prices. Right. But he's like, I want to keep her in the, in the recovery for a week and a half while these he- legs heal so that we can keep her eye like on her. Like hanging, basically? Yeah, basically hanging. 
Right. And so we're like, fuck it. And we're doing all the extra treatments. And it was like, and, and by this time now, we're pot committed to this dog. We've already spent so much money on her. Right. And, and it's like, and, and she's got to keep going once you get yeah, to a certain price. We gotta, and, then, and then it just kept, keeps happening. And then the same thing, other ACL, other kneecap, and then everything healed. But the, the last surgery she just had was she had one of the wires that they put in to keep the ACL from tearing during healing was not did not pop and didn't uh-huh. go and so we had to go in for another surgery and so that was our final surgery but she went in yesterday and they found out she has no cartilage in one of her knees and so that there's going to be pain management uh, for a while but yeah i think thirty eight thousand is where we're at oh man which uh, where did you go to uh, right up here on the street. What, what's it called though the i don't know is it the one with the blue? Like, is their logo blue? No, it looks like a it looks like an old ta- old town saloon. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. Why? Where'd you go? I went to some place that, that upsold us on everything. Like, was a like she was a BMW. Yep. But they're like, you know what? The best thing you can do for this dog, you uh, can do this or you can do this. I'm like, why would you? Yeah. Why would you do half of it? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah it's been a fucking clusterfuck this dog, but. We didn't have to put the dog down. The girls are happy. Leanne's That's worth $38,000 right there. And, it's, and you know what? And I, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm being very honest. Thank God I had one project that was, I did not expect to, make, to do right. that came through that was a lot of money. But it was like a, it was like a you know, corporate thing that I didn't, didn't expect to do. Thank God that happened because I don't know. We'd just be in debt on this dog. Uh, you know, we'd be on massive debt. And we, by the way, we are in debt. We owe. We we took out loans to do it, right? But now we can pay off those loans because of it. So, Tom's dog was Tom. Tom's the worst one. Tom he's keeping, keeps keeping this secret from me. Then what has he been you, spending? Oh, you haven't heard Tom's. My, Tom's my favorite dog story ever. They adopted the dog on Thursday. Oh, when they went, yeah, yeah, I guess. And on Sunday, they were like, "We're gonna have to put it down," and they're like, "No, no, no!" And they're like, "Okay, it'll be six grand." And they're like, "Son of a bitch!" They didn't barely even know the dog. Dogs are crazy. You become so attached to them. It's insane. I mean, I say this all honesty. When we thought we were going to have to put Priscilla down, at the time I was like, 10 grand's fucking nothing. Right. In my head. Because I was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't right. care. That's uh, what I was like until yeah. I had to pay for it. <laughs> we're staying in this house because of that dog. Right. Like, we were supposed to redo the kitchen. No, not even fucking close. This house is staying the exact same way we got got it because we can't afford it. Can't afford We were going to buy Leanne a new car. Nope. That dog. That dog got it all. But if you said to me, what would you like? A new car or have Priscilla for another 10 years? Fucking Priscilla in a heartbeat. I love that dog. It's the greatest dog. Roxy's f- 15 and we had to do it at 12. Well, didn't she jump off the... She jumped off our balcony. That was our... Yeah. Well, she didn't jump off our balcony. She chewed through our balcony like a fucking beaver and jumped off it. Are you serious? Yeah, and we're like the third floor. And uh, I was in Vegas, and I got a phone call from a guy. Hey, is this Roxy? And I'm like, no. He goes, oh, sorry, I hung up. Then he called back. I'm looking for Roxy. I'm like, Roxy's my dog. Oh, well, I'm sitting with her on the beach. She jumped off your off your balcony. Are you serious? I'm like, great. I'm like... What it was is they, they race these, um, these um, sailboats in front of our places, and they shoot cannons off like oh. fireworks. So they just kept doing it. And she all afternoon, my wife was at work, and I'd just flown into Vegas to do a show. 
so I wasn't there. And I happened to have, I left the, uh, the the balcony door open, and she just went and just chewed oh. through it, leapt off. So you felt guilty too? Fucking guilty, and I was like, oh, and it's my wife's dog. She's had it since she was in college. She found it in the ditch. They've lived in Hawaii together. They've traveled all over the place. Like one of those things. When this dog passes, I hope I'm home. Otherwise, I have to leave the show and fly back home because it's not going to be a good day in our house. I, uh, I, Leanne had a cat, Mufasa, who <laughs> moved to New York with her, mm-hmm. moved out to L.A. with her, um, lived in L.A. and was like one of the breaking points in our relationship because I was allergic to cats. I still am. And she was like, I need you to accept this cat and be cool with living with a cat. And I was like, fine. And so I ended, and I ended up liking the cat because the cat was, it would just hang out in the fucking closet. Like, it just never did anything. You'd right. never see it. It would cuddle with Leanne at night and fucking hang out in the closet all day. He never, and I lo- now, I, now I miss this cat. Right. Because the cat we have now is a fucking jerk. <laughs> and, uh, and Leanne, uh, God, all I can think is I ate tongue tacos before this cardiac exam. <laughs> He, so, if you're listening, that's not how you go to a cardiac. That's not how you walk into it. That is how you have a cardiac. That is how. Yeah, I'm going to go with fucking heart. He had chest pains? Yeah. But then uh, <laughs> the, the day Mufasa died, Leanne called me and was like, I was in Houston. And uh, at Pete, remember Pete? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy so, Pete. And uh, Leanne's fucking crying aggressively. Just, <gasps> and I was like, I, was, I thought one of our kids died. And I was like, what? What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. She's like, oh, Mufasa died. And I was like, oh, fuck you. And I hung up on her. <laughs> I was like, I thought it was one of our fucking kids. I was like, pull your shit together and call me next time. Don't fucking. Oh, I was so pissed off. You text me when a cat dies. Text me when a cat dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I can't believe I ate tacos before this I thing. Can. They're fantastic. They're really good. Where are they from? I ate all the tongue ones. Sorry. That's fine. I'm eating all the pork ones. Sorry. Go for it. Um. They're from Cactus Tacos. Did you guys have tacos growing up in Canada? No. <laughs> we had a, a Mexican restaurant that served lasagna. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Was it good lasagna? No. No, I'm just going to have some bean it came, cheese. It, it came with tortillas. Oh, so you could have lasagna and tortillas? Yeah. Oh. God damn it. I can't believe I fucking ate before this thing. I didn't even think about it. But it doesn't matter. I had coffee, too. Yeah. I'm just going to do a stress test. You're just running on the treadmill for 10 minutes, I think, until you get your heart rate to, like, 170. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can get that to happen. You may burp in somebody's face in the middle. I'm going to be burping in this fucking stress test the entire time. I know my blood pressure. At least I, this is the way I look at it. I've always cheated on these things. Like I go in and I go like, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna fucking eat really healthy for the first two days before then. I'm not gonna drink any alcohol. I'm gonna take a Xanax. But like, and so that I go in and I get my blood pressure, and they're like, your blood pressure's fine. I was like, knew it. And then I go back out and live my lifestyle. And this time, this last year, I've been like, I am not gonna cheat going into it. Like the f- exam I had when I was forty, I had a physical. But I was I was on fast going up until the exam, right. and I lost like forty pounds, right. and I was skinny, and my blood pressure was perfect. I hadn't drank in a month. I hadn't wasn't doing anything, and I wasn't even drinking coffee. And they're like, "You're in great physical condition." And I was like, "Knew it!" And then went back out, gained all the weight back. Right. So this time I was just coming in hot. I got a drink on the plane last night, 
You're yesterday. Fine. Yeah, I'm get just, a real. This is what it's gonna be. This is what my body's really like. We're gonna go. I'm rolling in hot. Let them know. All right. I should probably get. I should probably get ready. I gotta leave in like thirty. Gotta take a poop before you go. I gotta take a big shit. <laughs> don't no go idea. in. Don't go in with one of those. Don't go on with one in the chamber, man. Oh. All right, I'll call, I'm going to call you after this exam. I'm, now I'm stressed out. I shouldn't have eaten like this. <laughs> they may make you come back. Are you serious? I can't. You'll be fine if you go back. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, son of a bitch. I do not want to do this. I don't want to redo this. I'm just going to tell him, give me blood pressure medicine. Do you really think you need it? That, that, that don't, doesn't sound that high, to be honest with you. Here's me. the thing. I can change it through lifestyle, but I can't right now. I know, but even at that, that just sounds borderline. It doesn't sound horrible. Yeah, I think it's borderline. Yeah, so they're not going to give you anything for borderline. They're just going to tell really? you. Yeah. What do you check? Do you check it at like stores and stuff? I check, no, I check it. I have a blood pressure monitor I travel with. I fucking hate taking my blood pressure. I, I have panic it. attacks during it. Uh, oh, I can't tell you the story on air. Would you, do you as well? No, a long time ago. I... Do you do cocaine as well? No, no, no. <laughs> I did a physical. I did a physical and I needed it for a TV show one time. And I, your blood pressure's got to be in check to get it insured for a yeah, physical. Yeah. But as they would take it, it was just getting higher and higher because I was having panic. And I was it's just called, getting... Do, do, did they say what it's called? No. It's called uh, white coat hypertension. White coat hypertension? Yeah, people get it. It's like they freak out from the, from the process. Yeah. And yeah. so I was doing that, and it was just going higher. She's like, now it's getting like dangerously high. And I was like, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm having a panic attack. I need to just... And so... Was it that place on Hollywood Boulevard? Did you have to go upstairs on the no. top floor? Yeah. No, I don't know. I remember. I don't remember where it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get white coat hypertension. Should I tell the doctor that today? Oh, yeah. it's just white coat hypertension. No, tell him. Tell him that because they may make you lay down to take it. Oh, I've, I, I'm going to bring my I'm going to bring my blood pressure monitor in and just let him tell see him, my readings. Yeah, tell him you have. Tell him you have. You tell him you freak out when you get it done. I always have to tell my doctor. Yeah. Because if I don't, it's high. I'm, I'm gonna just going to tell him my blood pressure what it is because I have it. I check it on my thing. I'm just going to tell them, I'm going to go, this is my blood pressure. Don't take it now. It's pointless to take still it now. Gonna, it's, they're still going to, yeah. You're going to have to figure it out, though. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? I'm going to Australia, Sydney Comedy Store. Oh, shut up. Oh, this podcast is actually pretty big in Australia. Is it? Yeah. Sid- Sydney Comedy Store. Uh, my solo show is on the 27th, uh, Saturday the 27th, but I'll be doing sets around the Comedy Store for uh, from the 10th until the uh, 27th. Fuck, yes. Guys, go out and see Ian. He is one of my favorite comics. He's Leanne's favorite comic. He is, uh, and every you can go, you can go see him first show and second show of that night, and totally different shows. And they're and it's, they're fantastic. It's fantastic. And you can follow him on Ian Bag on Twitter, right? Yep, Ian, Ian Bag on Twitter. And uh, I'm gonna go get a stress test, and I'm gonna go take a shit. Thanks for having me on this. I I uh, love doing this, uh, dude. I love talking to you. You're one. You're one of the f- few people I. Feel you guys like- should come to the beach at some point. Your family. <laughs> I'm never home. I know. I'm home today. It's the only day I'm home this month. That's the only problem with doing stand-up. You separate from your friends because you're you're all going to different places. <sighs> I hate it. That's why we need to get this hockey show. league. The hockey show is going to happen. Hockey league. Hockey league. And then just, but I love the intro in bag. I played started playing hockey when I was nine years old. Right. Bill Burr's like I started. Uh, ah, ah, I'm trying to build now. Ah, I started when I was like uh, seven, and then they cut to me thirty. I was like, I starting at forty-one. Forty-one. <laughs> I'm the goalie. <laughs> you don't need how to skate, do you? Yeah, you don't. You don't need how to skate. I'm a good catcher. <laughs> and then, then you just show the next scene is just you lying on your back, being taken off on a stretcher. 
<laughs> He's our backup goalie now. Yeah. What if I just? What if I, all I did was I got a re, I got a real professional goalie to fill in for me because you couldn't see my face. I had the mask on, but then I just did audio. Like, oh, that's it's really hard out here. We should do that because I know a guy that'll do it. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, yeah. God, everyone's like, you're an amazing goalie. I go, oh, thank you, I appreciate it. I've been practicing for over three weeks. <laughs> I always thought I'd be a good goalie. I think you will be a good goalie, and I can't wait for this. It's going to be good. What are we, we going to name our team? The Jerks. The, the Jerks. <laughs> like after Steve, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve, Steve. Why am I blanking on his name? Martin. Yeah. 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 The Jerks. All right. Uh, go see him in the Holy uh, City Zoos. The Holy City Zoos. There's a comedy club in, in San Francisco called the Holy City Zoo that only sat 20 people. Really? We'll just call ourselves the Holy City Zoos because our team won't have more than 20 people on it. This is a great idea. I can't, I can't believe Bill hasn't texted me back. All right. It's because he's on his tour bus and he can't find his phone. Fucking Bill Burr. I listened to his solo podcast ye- yesterday. You ever listen to it? No. What happens? Uh, so, it's just him. Just him? It's just him. And he's basically... So angry. Telling you what material you need to... St- Ultimately, it's like... Basically, I listen to it and I go, okay, I won't be working on that bit. Bill's already covered it on his podcast. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's the problem with podcasts. Put too much material out in there. I'm putting way too much material out there. Have you listened to my solo podcast? You you have a solo podcast as well? I did one episode solo, and it is like what what a madman must sound like. I'm thinking about doing one for five minutes, but it's just my Uber driver that picks me up is an old hippie. It's just me talking to him on the way to the airport because I go to the Long Beach airport, and it's only like 10 minutes from my house. You go to Long Beach airport? Yeah. John Wayne? John Wayne as well, yeah. All those, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, you should. You should do some sort of just. Here's the thing. Try to find a different. Do you want this last beef taco? Oh, fine. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play curb my eating before this test. <laughs> just considering I ate three tongue tacos and two beef tacos. Um, you should probably. Uh, you, you should probably think of something. Do one, but think of something different to do with it. What do you mean? Think like, of think of something different. Think of a different way to do what everyone else is already doing. How about if I did this? How about if I just did a stranger? I tried. It's not that interesting. At the airport, I tried in Mexico. I was because well, I was why. like, I was like, I was like, what's I'm. Whenever I have someone on my podcast, I talk anyway. But I was like, what I'll do is I'll just have other people interview me. Right. Like the show will be called "Your First Guest Is Burt Kreischer." Right. And so it'll be other people interviewing me. But I was like, massively underwhelmed with how interesting strangers are. There's a reason why we're in show business and they're not. And they're not really open and like. The guy I did it with a bartender in Mexico, and he was uh, Mexican. No, he was well. He was uh, he was Mexican, but he spoke really good English, and it was like it was a really bad podcast. I've done a lot of test podcasts that sucked more than you could ever imagine. We're, I have to come back at some point and talk about me getting fired from Last Comic Standing doing warm up. Wait, hold on. What time is it now? It's one oh nine. All right, you can't tell me now. Okay, so. Becky Pettigo, do you know who that is? No. She's a, she's a comic, and now she's a writer, I guess, on Last Comic Standing. She goes, yeah. hey, they're looking for uh, a warm-up guy. Are you open all these dates? She gives me a bunch of dates. I'm like, no, I'm open like one of those dates. And, and I'm open. I ended up being open for two. And they're like, well, they want to pay you this much. I said, I want this much. So they said, okay. And I went there, and they're like, okay, here's the DJ that she'll be doing the dance contest with. I'm like, what? And, 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 then go, and then you give T-shirts away. I'm like, okay. So I just went on stage and started doing what I do and ignored the DJ because I'm never going to use a DJ. Yeah. And just talked to the crowd. And they came up and they're like, uh, 
we have to talk about what you're doing tomorrow. <laughs> they go, you don't, didn't do enough dance contests. I'm like, what? They go, you didn't use the DJ enough. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a comedian. I go, well, you have to do dance contests, and you can't, you, can't, uh, you can't talk to the crowd as much, and you're doing way too many jokes. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you have to keep them entertained by doing stuff other than comedy. And I just kind of, I was like, hey, you know I've done a couple specials, right? And they said, they said no, I didn't. I go, you know what I didn't want in front of me? I didn't want a circus before I go, went on stage to do stand-up. Yeah. And I said, uh, these guys are probably taking this pretty serious, so you probably want to have them, the crowd warmed up and expecting comedy. And they're like, uh, can we call you right back? And they came back and they're like, we're not going to need you tomorrow. Shut the fuck yeah. up. They're like, we're not going to need you tomorrow. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And they said, we, we, we think we should pay you still. And I said, yeah, yeah, you're definitely paying me still. <laughs> and they paid me for both days, but they fired me for one. It was hilarious. And then they had some girl that was on stage walking herself in a dog collar. That was the warm-up act. They Are you used. serious? Yeah. Dude, one of the things, and not to say Bill Burr's name a hundred times in this podcast, but one of the things he said to me, I remember one time, I think we were doing a gig together outdoors, he was like, and they, they started throwing out t-shirts, and he goes, oh, I can't follow fucking t-shirts. Nobody can. You can't no, follow you can't fucking, follow you can't follow a carnival. Yeah. You can't follow t-shirts. You can't follow a dance contest. That's why, like, that's why. I, I had got rid of the guy that was doing warm-up from my special, because he was doing it was dj so-and-so and he was having a dance contest and i said this isn't happening yeah because you can't get them from being interactive and yeah. getting up on stage and going like this is the this is so much fun to right. then going all right sit down right and see some people that are really kind of new at this right try to do material yeah it was and i, I thought it was, i told them they were being dicks to the guys that were on on the show by doing that that's fucking ridiculous yeah that's yeah. how little they know about stand-up oh well the executive producers i'm sure don't know a thing about stand-up I mean, who's, it's Wanda Sykes' show now, right? I have no She's idea. someone I would have slept with. What, you would have slept with Wanda Sykes? Ah, uh, in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah, just so she could punch up my act. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you because you found her good looking. I find her hot, too. Do you? Yeah, I find her attractive. She looks like that blue bald eagle from, uh, from, from The Muppet Show. <laughs> have you seen Wanda Sykes' girlfriend? No, she hot? Fucking a 10. Really? French? Maybe the hottest fuck, the hottest woman. Like one of the hot top. I mean, I I would I could have fallen in love with her. I had uh, a a stewardess the other day that was a ten, and I couldn't believe she was working for U.S. Air. I was Are just you like, serious? I couldn't stop staring at her the whole time. What leg? Like, how do I how do I find this chick out? Like, no, I just like <laughs> this. How do you find this? Girl? Yeah, what what fight? Because uh, I fly U.S. Air sometimes. Now that you do, American. she was flying uh, Phoenix to LAX. She I've, was, I've flown she that was, too. She was about, um, she was probably about just a little under six feet. I couldn't tell oh. if she was half Asian or half black. And she was, oh, yeah, that's exactly how every guy sounded when they, when she came up and asked them if they wanted a drink. Just, oh, <laughs> this is the only chance I get to talk to a beautiful girl. This beautiful is crazy. I said to, uh, I said to Justin Stangle, one of my buddies, uh, guy that's writing my show, him and his brother, Eric, I said to him, I was gone to the doctor and I couldn't get my blood pressure down because I was so nervous. And the doctor was like, "All right, we need to get this done. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay." Is there anything I can do to help? And I, <laughs> and I, 
I so badly now. Now my blood pressure is skyrocketing. I so badly want to go. There's one thing that usually works. It's on my front bottoms. <laughs> I I had to uh, get a swab in my dick once when I was. Oh, much I had that. That is the most fucking pain I've ever had in my life. It's crazy, right? The doctor said this is going to hurt a lot. So. The doctor does that, and then the guy in the room beside me is got the same doctor, and he has something stuck in his ear, and they have to take it out. We end up at the front desk together, and the doctor says to the other guy, he goes, now keep Q-tips out of there. And I go, you ain't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor looks at me and just starts to laugh. What was stuck in the guy's ear? Uh, I have no, I guess a Q-tip or something, but fucking... <sighs> But he had to get it out with tweezers or something. It was weird because I could hear what was going on in his room and I didn't click in because I was too young that yeah. he could hear what was going on in mine. <laughs> so he's getting something pulled out of his ear and I'm getting a fucking swab up my dick. It was crazy. When I got the... I was clean. When... when uh, what? I was clean. <laughs> Everything was good. Oh, I didn't have anything. When I was uh, in college, I had to get a swab in the dick and he was like... and. Uh, and they just prescribed me medicine right away. Because so I was like, look, I'm, look, I'm 100% honest. If nothing, I got the clap. So, uh, and it was from my girlfriend. I've huh. been dating her five years. I got the clap from her. And I was like, and I, I knew something was going on. The doctor looked at me. He knew something was going on. Put the, he, as he went to put the swab in my dick, he goes, okay, you may want to brace yourself. This is going to hurt a lot. And so I literally grabbed the sides of the thing. And he did it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And then wasn't. he's like, yeah, I know, I know. And then he goes, all right, uh, I'm going to send this in, but I'm going to put you on antibiotics. And I was like, oh, no, well, shouldn't we wait to find out what it is? He goes, buddy, I know what it is. That's and I good. go, no. I go, well, why don't we wait till the tests come back? And he goes, no. It's Was it the Q-tip on the long wooden yep, stick? Yep, on the long wooden stick. Yeah. And they fucking, you're just like, I had no idea that stick could go that far up there. Oh, my God. I was just like, oh, God. And I remember saying to him, I remember saying to the doctor, I go, well, we should just wait and get the results back. And he and goes, no. he goes, look, he goes, uh, did you f- I, t- I told him everything. He goes, did you fuck someone? Uh, who, how many people have you been with? I said, I was just my girlfriend. He goes, did you cheat on her? I said, no. He goes, you don't have to lie to me, man. I go, no, I didn't. He goes, okay. Then uh, she cheated on you. She got something and she gave it to you. And I went, well, no, she didn't. And he goes, okay, are you lying to me? I said, no. And he goes, well, I'm not lying to you. That's exactly how that happens. He goes, there is no possible way for that to happen any other way. And I go, but wait, she said she didn't. He goes, listen, man, we can do this all day long. I'm telling you what happened. Your girlfriend, she, she had said she hadn't cheated on me. I was like, well, we'll have to see about that. And I remember him saying, do you, he, I, I remember him saying something, and then I went back to my girlfriend, and I said, the doctor says I, was like, I have the clap. And she was like, what? How could you get that? And I was like, from you. She's like, I, you must have cheated on me. And I remember that it was the same thing, that, that same feeling that the doctor must have had when he talked to me. And I was like, wait, I know where my dick has been. Like, right. I, I follow him around everywhere. <laughs> and you're telling, me that, you're telling me that you think I cheated. When I know I didn't, I was like, I never get, I remember the joke I said was, I never get to the club and be like, all right. My dick's like, all right, we're going to split up to cover more ground. I'll meet up with you at <laughs> two in the morning. And so, and so I remember calling the doctor. The doctor called me with the results. I go, and he goes, uh, how's everything going? And I said, turns out she cheated on me. And he goes, yeah, I know. I told you that in the room. <laughs> no way. And I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a college doctor. It was a college right. doctor. So he was like, he was probably just like a med student right. intern. He was like, yeah, I told you that in the room, man. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, take care of yourself. Don't worry about it. There'll be, there'll be other chicks. You're going to be fine in like six days. Don't drink alcohol. 
And I was like, okay. I have a friend that got something. No, he, I can't remember how he, but he had to, he, I think he got something. He's married. Oh, fuck. So he made breakfast for his wife and put the pills in her peanut butter. Like she's a dog. <laughs> and put it on the toast. <laughs> and gave it to her that way. He's like, so for the next 14 days, I'm going to be making you breakfast and dinner. Yeah, apparently it was only two doses he had to give her. But, oh, yeah. But he told me about the making breakfast for her and breaking open the capsules and putting... That's the only reason I'll cheat on the end. Not the only. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons. The only reason is AIDS. No, but I can't imagine bringing something back to her. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, I can't imagine of her going because Leanne. I doubt Leanne would ever take me back if I cheated on her. If I told her she, I cheated on her. But I can't imagine Leanne you might not saying, even get out of this one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just this statement. She's like, I just brought you tacos. <laughs> I just brought you tacos, and you want to fuck the girl that made them? <laughs> she only brought tacos because you're here. I guarantee it. She's I guarantee the best. it. She was like, oh, you know what, Ian would like these tacos are great. He'll love them. Oh, you tell her she's the best. All right, I have to go to my cardiologist. Go get your heart done. All right, Ian, I love you. Love you, Bird. This episode was brought to you by the Machine.